What's going on, everybody? This is Patriot Underground here. Now, before we begin the show tonight, I just want to say a quick word on behalf of my partners over at PatriotUndergroundGold.com. Now, if you haven't already heard by now, major stock market sell-offs have been happening very recently. It was actually reported at the end of Q4 2023 that Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, and Bill Gates combined to sell off $11 billion worth of shares in companies that they have had very substantial positions in, including their own. Bill Gates in particular actually dumped 65% of his portfolio. So obviously, folks, this is preparation for what we know is coming. We've been talking about this for a very long time, a black swan event. You've heard more and more mainstream type figures talk about a black swan event. Most recently, Catherine Herridge. We know that this is coming. The bottom line is that this news is a barometer of a major economic downturn, bare minimum. So if you have money that's tied up in the stock market, you have a 401k or an IRA, and you haven't diversified or shifted all of your assets out of the fiat debt prison and into precious metals, luckily you still have an opportunity to do so. But I would caution folks that that window is very rapidly closing because as conditions deteriorate, the demand for gold and silver is going to continue to surge. And even though I'm not a financial advisor, I can read the tea leaves and I can see what's happening. All of us can see what's happening. The direction that the whole world is headed is toward asset-backed currencies. And in the case of the United States, gold and silver specifically. And so if you purchase now, while these precious metals are still being suppressed, you're going to put yourself in a very good position to be able to capitalize on the transition into the new economy, into the quantum financial system as Nasara and Jasara are rolled out. So I would highly urge people to act now while you still have the opportunity to get in at a very good price and be able to have that peace of mind and knowing that no matter what happens in the stock market, your money is going to be safe and secure in precious metals. And very likely, you're going to capitalize, like I said, on this transition. So click the link below. If this applies to you, don't waste any time, folks. I'm telling you. This is coming, and it's coming fast. PatriotUndergroundGold.com. My partners are absolutely incredible. They're going to work as quickly as you do to bring you the peace of mind that you so richly deserve as we head into this chaotic storm and we experience this financial transition. PatriotUndergroundGold.com. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening. God bless and Godspeed. Patriot out. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Patriot Underground here. Now, I wanted to make a quick video to address a problem on Rumble that has been getting progressively worse, having to do with scammers posing, using my identity and the identity of other people like Dave XRP Lion, and uh, well, there have been others as well. So I just want to go ahead here, and I want to pull up my screen and just show everybody what it is that I'm talking about. So this is my latest, uh, my latest video, excuse me. And thank you guys for all the great feedback. I do appreciate it. Uh, now, you'll notice up here, I made a comment. This is me, Patriot Underground. And it's got the little, uh, I don't know if that's a crown or what that is next to it. But that icon right there, folks, indicates admin, as you can see. I'm the only admin on my channel. And that means that if you see this, that means that you're communicating with me. Now, let me show you what's going on here. I have so many people that are asking me questions about all of these posers, and this is why I wanted to make this video. You see this? 
See how it's misspelled? That's not me. Okay? So if you see any of these comments and you see how these people operate, I don't know if it's one person or if it's a team or if it's bots, but they literally come in here and they comment on every single post and I have to go in here and delete them because I don't want folks out there to be swindled. And these people are scammers. They are, quite frankly, scumbags who are trying to get your money. They're trying to pose as me and other people in the community that you trust to get you. Here it is again. I mean, I can just go on and on. You can look through the comments yourself. But to get you to join their channel, message them, and basically, ultimately, Gain your trust so that they can steal your money. All right. So, folks, just be careful. All right. I'm gonna put I'm gonna post this video at the beginning of my next show. As a matter of fact, I think I'm gonna post it at the beginning of every show so that people can understand what's going on here until this actually stops. All right, everybody. So just a quick word there. Hopefully, folks understand why I made this video. I care about all of you. I don't want anybody to get scammed. I don't have a problem going in there and making these deletions. But I continually get questions from people asking if it's really me. It is not really me. Unless you see ad, that admin icon and you see Patriot Underground spelled correctly with that icon next to it, you are not talking to me. You're talking to a scammer. You're talking to a scumbag. And by the way, these people are going to get what they deserve, what's coming to them. I promise you that. All right, everybody. God bless and Godspeed. Patriot out. It's a great pleasure to uh, once again uh, int introduce my good friend Patriot Underground. He's, he's still always seeking uh, the truth beneath the surface. We had a great show a few months ago, and I asked Patriot if he would be inclined to do another show with me again because uh, you, know, you know the events and the yeah the current events uh, are um, developing very very quickly. Uh, Patriot, we, we could say that. Eh? It's getting even more ridiculous. It's getting even more absurd and insane. And uh, mm -hmm. I would like to touch, touch on a few things tonight. It's, it's seven o'clock now here, uh, our time. I would like to touch on a, a few things with you and uh, have your yeah, your views on it. So welcome, Patriot. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, my friend. And I really appreciate the opportunity to come back and to speak to your audience. It's, uh, it's a unique opportunity for me because, like I think I told you the first time, the I haven't spoken to any international audiences before, so it's really a, it's an honor to to be uh, asked to be on your platform. I know you've got quite a following. And so for those of you guys out there who uh, haven't seen my work before, hopefully you'll uh, hopefully you'll enjoy this conversation tonight. Like Stephen said, we had a really great one. It was quite a long one, actually. I, I got a lot of comments being like, oh, my goodness, it was almost three hours long. But uh, people who, uh, you know, who stuck around, they really they really did enjoy it. We got into some. Some really interesting stuff. So I'm hoping we'll do the same tonight. So thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah. At the end of the show, uh, we will mention where people can find you, uh, Patriot. Yes. Uh, on the different channels where you are and uh, where they can find your merch. And mine is, uh, of course, Stevens Real News Corner on Telegram. I've got my own BitChute, um, uh, BitChute channel as well, but I post all the all my shows that I do. But um, I would like to get into a few things about you, uh, Patriot. I sent you an email uh, last week. Um, people are losing a lot of hope and faith. Uh, people are losing a bit of faith in Trump as well. And the Q movement is taking too long. What facts do we have? What certainties do we have? Uh, we know this Biden guy is not really Biden. We know it's not the Biden that we knew. It's not the Biden that uh, tackled uh, uh, 
the Supreme Court judge, uh, what's his name again? Um, uh, the dark guy. Clarence Thomas? Clarence Thomas. Okay. Yeah. It's, not mm-hmm. the, it's not the same guy. It's not the same guy. Who is this? This is a fact. We know this Biden guy isn't Biden. So the question is, who is it? Who's controlling him? I mean, if we if we if we see this Biden falling upstairs, I'm I normally fall downstairs. <laughs> this guy always falls upstairs. I mean, it can't be a black hat figure because they would have taken him out a long time ago. And this Biden guy, he has to go, but he can't go before he's done all the damage he can do. Is that correct? I think it is correct. And quite honestly, um, I've been saying for a long time that if fake Biden, as I typically call him, is actually being puppeteered by the deep state, Mm-hmm. then they're doing a pretty awful job at trying <laughs> yeah. to make him look competent. And that's, that's one of the things, you know, that you, you hear a lot of folks out there in the community talking about. It's, I mean, like you said, there there are a lot of things that we don't know. Uh, what facts do we have? Uh, well, I think I can agree with that. I think probably most people out there would agree we're not dealing with the same Biden, because if you look at the pictures, it's pretty obvious. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I think we can kind of start there. But in terms of who's actually puppeteering him, uh, I've long suspected that the White Hats are really behind this. I mean, going back several years, you'll recall that. Remember the the scene on his bike when he fell over on the bike? <laughs> I mean, it's just like every single day there are more and more gaffes and they're getting more and more obvious. I don't know if you saw this, but there was a clip where uh, Biden actually admitted that there were direct energy weapons being used. He said that, uh, you know, you have to have the right roof. And I think he was talking. I can't remember uh, uh, the specifics of what he was talking about. I actually have the video if you want me to show it. But he. Yeah, yeah. OK. okay. It's a really short clip. But let me go. Ahead. Can you give me a share screen? I'll pull it up so, yeah. so folks can hear uh-huh. it. And I think this will be, uh, you know, I think it's a pretty interesting example of what we're talking about here. So. Uh, hold on a second. Let me see if I. Uh, oh, I don't even have Telegram open. So let me just get this open up and get to the right video here. I actually just posted this on my channel uh, the other day. Okay, here we go. So let me go ahead and share this. Okay, can you see my screen? Yeah. All right, here we go. Because a lot of, if you fly over these areas that are burned to the ground, you'll see in the midst of 20 homes that are just totally destroyed, one home sitting there because they had the right roof on it. And anyway, since I took office, FEMA's provided Texas alone because a lot of, if you fly. All right. So, you know, I, I mean, certain folks, when I, you know, when I showed this, Stephen, they said, oh, that's, you know, that's been doctored. It's been faked. I mean, again, it comes back to that, that basic question, what's real and what's not. And I think that really is the, the most difficult aspect of this entire war. But, you know, that's just one example of this information that's being put out there. So if Joe Biden, the fake Joe Biden is actually being, like I said, controlled a lot of people are saying that it's Obama, you know, speaking to him in the in the earpiece and all that sort of thing. OK, maybe. But it seems to me like they're doing an excellent job at making him look absolutely as bad as they possibly can. And so to me, that doesn't seem to be consistent with if you're the cabal, if you're the deep state and mm-hmm. got this puppet in office, it would seem pretty intuitive that you'd want to try to make him look as competent and as much like a leader, a competent leader as possible. And then we've got the White House telling us, uh, you know, that the spokes- spokeswoman for the uh, 
for Biden, I, I can't remember her name, that that goofy lady. Um, gosh, I, her name is escaping me right now, but she's the, the White House pre- press secretary, just said that Biden didn't get a cognitive test during his physical because he doesn't need one. Meanwhile, we've got, you know, I mean, we don't have to have Trump pointing these things out, but Trump is constantly pointing this out and, you know, mocking Biden like he doesn't know where the stairs are. He doesn't know where he, he gets up. He walks up to the podium and he's not even standing at the podium. He's standing to the left. I mean, it's just over and over and over again. And so can we prove to anybody out there who is skeptical that this isn't the real Biden, I, I think what this really comes down to is you have to have eyes to see and you have to have ears to hear. And what this really all is, is all about is consciousness. There are a lot mm-hmm. of people out there who continually want to they, they want to believe the establishment narrative. And I've mm-hmm. talked about this quite a bit because if you start to question things like you and I have done long ago, that leads you down a certain path. And when you go down that path, it's kind of scary at first because you you realize that nothing is as it seems. But really, at the at the end of the day, if you can acknowledge that everything has been an illusion and that your entire perception of reality is based upon a lie, a deception, and not, and that's putting it mildly, we're talking about wholesale deception about pretty much everything that we've been presented with. Um, well, I mean, I, I think if you if you go down that road at a certain point, you're going to have to change yourself. You're going to have to change things about you. And mm-hmm. quite honestly, I think that's part of the MK Ultra programming. That's why so many folks out there are resistant and hostile and even violent in their reactions to the truth, because that's exactly how they've been programmed. And so we're watching and it actually, it's actually interesting. It reminds me of a uh, Another post that I put on uh, Telegram as well. I might as well show it while I'm on uh, the subject here. But uh, it, this is kind of it gets right down to the heart of the matter. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Oh, yeah, right here. This post. Never has it become more apparent than in the le- than it has these past couple of years that you can be standing next to another person and be existing in two completely alternate realities. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with two parallel plans the New World Order and the White Hat plan. And they're mm-hmm. coming, you know, eventually, I mean, we, we can we can sense it. These two parallel uh, uh, plans are, are really kind of, they're merging now. We're getting closer and closer to that crossroads where I, I do believe there's, you know, it's going to finally come to a head. But until we get there, mm-hmm. uh, people have free will. And even people in our community, are, like you said, are they're questioning things and, and for good reason. I'm not I'm not sitting here. I'm not going to criticize anybody for questioning anything. As a matter of fact, I think we should be questioning everything. But at the end of the day, I think you have to kind of uh, there's two things. I mean, it's a matter of free will, but it's also your your level of consciousness. And it's a choice. If you want to go down the road, if you really want the truth, then you have to be willing to change yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is a very very big deal for a lot of people most people just want to go on living their lives you know taking the path of least resistance and i think in a lot of ways that's what this whole plan has been all about the fact that so many people are struggling right now with continuing to maintain their faith and all of this stuff um i I think that this plan has been in so many ways designed to push us to the brink to push us to the point where the people have finally had enough and we're finally just done. And I think yep. that quite honestly, that I've always imagined that that 
actuality was going to happen right around the time that the White Hats are going to finally make their move, that it was going to build, the tension is going to build and build and build and build, and then suddenly uh, it's just going to pop. And we don't know when that's going to happen. I think it's going to be sort of like a thief in the night sort of scenario. A lot of people have uh, ideas on it, but you know, um, I think we're getting really close to the EBS. But as far as I know, I'm giving you a long-winded answer here. But as far as you know, what do we know to be factual versus not? Um, mm -hmm. That's a very large conversation. Yeah. And I think that I going mean, back, I mean, my last show, I actually you know traced a lot of the history of how we got here, and you know, it's it's not as if all of those things that propelled us forward up until this point are suddenly null and void and not true. It's just that people are angry they're frustrated they're confused tired. the tired they're as well tired they're, they're battle weary we've been at this we've been doing this for years and i think that there's a real anxiety because we know that this is the year that something has to happen the 2024 we're headed into an election year something's got to happen this year otherwise the nature of this movement changes dramatically i was just going to say that i mean we we can't wait for somebody to, to liberate us if even if it's trump or q or putin or whoever We've got to liberate ourselves. We've got to go inside and liberate ourselves. That's right. Find like Bob Marley said, emancipate yourself, mental slavery. Only ourselves can free our minds. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And, and it's a choice. Yep. And we've made the right choice. I believe we've made the right choice. And there are a lot of folks out there who are still on the fence. And then there are other people out there who want no, they want no part of it because they yep. want to stay. In the bubble, comfort zone. That bubble and that comfort yep. zone. Despite how yeah. uncomfortable it is, and that's the great irony of it. Here we are presenting an entirely new vision about a golden age, and these people are going, "Ah, oh, that's crazy. That's you know, that's yeah. nuts. That's insane. Things are never going to change." There's a lot of cynicism out there, and that mm -hmm. cynicism, that same cynicism that's always existed, even before Q came along and Trump came along, and this whole movement really even started. That cynicism has been there. It's been a part of our culture for a very long time and i think probably in in your country as well it's it's something that i think is uh, it's everywhere but now it's bleeding into our movement and that i think is what a lot of folks are noticing right now is that there's a very cynical attitude developing toward the plan toward the white hats and again when you have in all fairness to people when you have a situation where there's kind of this vacuum where nothing optically overtly seems to be happening we've got a whole bunch of stuff that we talk about on a regular basis but overtly publicly something that nobody could deny even the normies out there that hasn't happened yet and in, mm -hmm. the longer that goes on the more the cynicism is going to build the, the the louder the voices in our community the ones that are yep. challenging everything right now and um you know trying to I think probably some people are coming from a good place, but other people probably not. Those voices are going to get louder and louder until we actually see overt action. And like I said, it has to happen this year. And I've I've told my audience, I'm not going to go into 2025 singing the same tune if 2024 doesn't go the way that we expect it to. Yes, yes. Fixed 2020 is 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 a phrase that goes way back now. It Actually, sure does. Four years. I mean, time is running out now, Patriot. And if we look at Biden, we have to have a laugh now and again in this shit show, don't we? <laughs> of course, you have to. <laughs> it's it's not crazy if you don't, right? You got to have your sense of humor. I mean, if we, if we don't have the sense of humor, it's 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 a really an ordeal. I mean, I I, I compare this great reset to the Great Awakening with two race cars on a track, and they're at high speed, and the ones trying to push the off the other off off track, you know, and it's 
sooner or later it's going like you say it's going to converge and uh, if it yeah we'll, we'll talk about EBS EBS um, shortly um um what do I, what do I have here um um, I just want to add one other thing to that, too, is that, you know, the flip side of that conversation is and, the, and this is something I've been talking about. I talked about it on my last show and really all along. But it's more important now than ever to remember that ultimately this is a spiritual war. This is a war between good and evil. This is a war between God and Satan that I believe the mind, God is the, the, the mind and the soul as well. Huh? The mind and the soul consciousness, everything here i mean everything's on the table it's 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 like casino royale for for all for all the chips on so many different levels and therefore we have to remain i in my view my personal view we have to remain faithful that god is faithful we ha we have mm -hmm. to always remember that it's this is not really i mean we we, we point to the white hats and we're and, and for good reason because we're saying hey where are you guys when are you going to make your move but at the end of the day, I've always believed this to be a divine plan and that it's being it's being manifested through the White Hats and through all of us in our community, the truth community. But this is God's plan. And nobody is going to dictate to God and determine to God when the right moment is to move. Do I think that we've been led down this road for all of these years with all of these all of the evidence to to keep us going and propel us forward. I mean, the reality is, Stephen, we wouldn't be here having this conversation if all along the way there was nothing for us actually to sink our teeth into and to actually believe in. And that's something I think we that's the flip side of that coin. And so it's like we can criticize the White Hats and we can acknowledge where we're at right now, our energy level, all of our emotions and so forth. But we also have to acknowledge that we, and we we can't forget that at the end of the day, this isn't just a simple matter about the White Hats deciding to make their move. This is a war between good and evil, and it's God's timing. And however that's going to play out, I don't know. Is it going to be in 2024 that we're liberated from this evil? I certainly think so, and I well, certainly hope five so. Five months from now. Sorry about that. But I also think that if it does, for whatever reason, if it doesn't turn out the way that we're expecting – in my mind, that doesn't mean that the fight ends. It just means that the fight takes on a different form. And I'm hoping and praying that we don't go in that direction. But uh, I can tell you for sure that uh, nobody's giving up on this fight. Mm -hmm. No matter what happens, American patriots and patriots all around the world, we see, we're seeing evidence of this. People are not going to walk away just simply because if things don't turn out the way that we expected to. If we have to go in a different direction and it becomes uh, – a literal fight, then so be it. But nobody's backing away from this. We are not going to submit to this evil, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And it's said on the planet's his time. Yeah, Trump said on the 23rd of September, I think, in Somerville in South Carolina, he said the following, uh, Patriot. I'll just play this, a short clip. So less than five months from now, we're going to defeat crooked Joe Biden. We're going to take back our country and we're going to make America great again. Did you see that clip? Did you, did, can you recall it? What he said then? Within five months. So it, it's 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 roundabout. It was roundabout last week. We were going to take back our beautiful country. You're muted, uh, Patriot. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think that uh, Trump is Trump has never really wavered in his message from the very very beginning since he announced his candidacy, but all the way back in 2015. He's been pointing to the real enemy, the deep state, and he's been singing the same tune this entire time. And quite frankly, Donald Trump doesn't look like a man who's on the verge of defeat. He, he certainly doesn't look like a man who's scared. He doesn't look like he's worried. He doesn't. I mean, to me, he looks just as confident as he ever has. And so he I never gives he never gives up. Huh? He, he never he never he never loses either. He always wins. Eh? In the end. Well, he always turns out to be right, too. That's the other thing yeah. we got to remember. I mean, how many things has Trump been wrong about? That's that's also an interesting question. I mean, a lot of, you know, time, it takes sometimes the truth. It takes for a while for it to come out. A lie is very easy to spread. Mm-hmm. That's what the cabal does. But the truth, sometimes, that's right. it, it's, it takes I mean, a longer period for it to for it to come to, to come to pass. But Trump mm-hmm. has basically been right about everything. Now, certainly some of the dates and the timing and, you know, he engages in disinformation. He get, he engages in all the the different techniques associated with fifth generational war that we've talked about in detail. His core message hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe, I mean, you know, in terms of the election, you know, what he was saying there about taking our country back in five minutes. Look, I don't think that we're actually going to get to the election, but I've also acknowledged that if we do, it's possible that Trump, there could be an election that Trump could win. And Mm -hmm. if he wins, and then he then goes on the offense and he actually we actually start seeing arrest and justice and so forth. Then that's a possible path forward. But I've also said and what you said, you mentioned we're going to talk about the EBS. But I still think regardless whether it's before the election, which I think, mm-hmm. or whether it's we actually have an election and Trump gets back into power optically, because I think we all know he's actually in power behind the scenes, or at least we believe that he is. Um one way or another, we're going to need some sort of emergency alert because we're talking about 800,000 sealed indictments. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how, and, you can't just serve 800,000 sealed indictments on the most powerful people in the country and have business go on as usual. So I think one way or another, we're looking at an EBS scenario. And one sealed indictment can add, can have hundreds of people. Eh? Indeed. That's it can right. be a company. It can be a company as well. Eh? Yeah. Right. And I even mean, if it was just one single person, I mean, can you imagine 800,000 people? And, and that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of folks. But you're absolutely right. There's a lot more. Uh, those indictments don't just indicate one individual. They're mm-hmm. they're they're literally probably I've heard estimates of anywhere up to five million uh, cabal members worldwide that are have been either have been rounded up or will be rounded up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a note here about um, um Jacob Rothschild, he died on the 26th, I think. That's and what they was, say. <laughs> yeah, but, but it, apparently he, he was rounded up on 17th of November in 2017. And uh, th- there is a Q drop that refers to this. And um, it's this Q drop. And this was posted. So this was posted on the... 18th of November 2017, mm-hmm. the day after he was rounded up, 156, and it says plus plus. Mm-hmm. And plus plus is Rothschild. Yeah, well, is this, is this future proofs past the. Uh, I certainly think so. 
I certainly think so. And not to mention uh, back in those days on 4chan, people who you know were still were following the early days of Q. Uh, and I actually had to go back and do a little bit of research before I talked about this because I wasn't one of those people very early on who was uh, paying attention to the drops when they first started. But this was uh, in the very, very early days. And my understanding is, is that there was a Christmas Eve raid. I actually heard that um, – I've heard different coming. dates. But I've also heard that as uh, president-elect – when Trump was president-elect before he actually was sworn in in, in uh, 2016 on Christmas Eve, that there was a raid on the 13 bloodline families, that they yeah. went in covertly and they took a lot of these individuals out. Um the date having to do with Rothschild, uh, that actually I think is is pretty accurate. And uh, if um, you go and you and you do a little research, you'll you'll find that on Wikipedia he was actually listed as deceased on that day in 27, uh, 27 uh, yeah, twenty seventeen, eleven seventeen seventeen, and then the very next day he was like magically resurrected, and his his uh, all, all the uh, information on Wikipedia changed. And so, yeah, I mean, there, there's and this was an operation, by the way, that was um, basically tracked live on 4chan. Okay. People, the Anons early. Yeah, the, the Anons were uh, they were posting uh, the, the Q drops were essentially, you know, tracking it in real time, this operation. So I think the fact that. The mainstream media and I talked about this on my last show, the mainstream media now admitting that he's dead. Mm -hmm. Coming out with this information publicly is a very important marker. Mm -hmm. Lots of 17s there as well. That's 17th of November 2017. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know this since we're on the topic, and I, I explained this on my last show, but a lot of your audience may not know this. But it was I, – I misspoke on my previous show. I, I said Prince said Andrew. Andrew, but I really yeah. meant to say Prince Philip. So Prince Philip died, or he was his death was announced on April mm -hmm. 9th of 2021. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then 17 months later to the day, we got the announcement of the Queen's death, which just so happened to be 1,776 days from the first Q drop. Mm -hmm. And then 17 months later to the day of the Queen's death announcement, we now have the announcement of Rothschild's death. What are the odds of coincidence? I was, I was just going to say, how, how was the phrase? How many coincidences before it's truth? mathematically impossible or statistically yeah, yeah, impossible yeah. however you want to phrase it but yeah i mean it's it's just we've seen and that's kind of what i was alluding to a little bit a little while ago is that we've seen i mean your your first question had to do with like what do we know to be fact mm. well we certainly know factually what we've seen what we've witnessed in terms of the evidence presented all along the way and not mm. only that i mean okay so maybe you you can't say that it proves definitively that there's an operation going on. I suppose you could argue that and say, well, that's that could be a coincidence or whatever. But I think you kind of have to acknowledge at a certain point that these events and the way that they're being rolled out for the public can't be a coincidence. All of these numbers, all the gematria that's associated with it, the timing. And this isn't just simply you know, related to the royals. We're talking about I mean, just going back to the Israel and Gaza thing, when there was the the false flag in Israel, there was another Delta saying Israeli intelligence stand down right around the in the exact time that that happened. And, and this has just been a pattern that's going on. It's been going on and on and on and on. I remember another one that pops into my mind was the exact result 
of the election in Arizona between uh, uh, Kerry Hobbs and I mean Kerry Lake and uh, and Hobbs. So they they, they got to break down the the exact vote count mm -hmm. five years in advance. Mm -hmm. How is that possible? And that's the thing. I mean, it's like I, I've yet to hear anybody explain to me. I mean, we can sit here and we can doubt the Q operation all day long. I'm not. And I say this all the time, Stephen, I'm not soliciting anybody's belief. If you don't want to believe me. If you don't want to believe Stephen. You don't want to mm -hmm. believe the Q drops. That's your prerogative. Right. But I've yet to hear an argument. That explains how we could possibly see all of these deltas occurring. How we could see all of these strange coincidences. Mm -hmm. And have it actually be a coincidence. I don't. I've, I've, I haven't heard that. And if it, and some people want to say, well, it's the, you know, the Q is a psyop and it's a deep state psyop. Well, then I go back to, okay, well, if if you're the bad guys, and why would you air all of your dirty laundry? Why would yeah. you put out? Why would you literally start a grassroots movement mm -hmm. that led to us talking today, mm -hmm. and millions of people around the world engaged in similar conversations because of those drops? They educated us. They provided us with unbelievable intel about our enemy. Mm -hmm. Why would our enemy do that? For what purpose? Mm -hmm. To get us to stand down? Okay, well, I mean, it, or to, if they wanted to engineer some type of a civil war, heck, they could have done that a long time ago. Mm -hmm. They could have done that many different times. And, and certainly back in January of 2021 in the U.S. with, with the J6 uh, scenario there, if the whole Q thing was fake and Trump was in on it and it was all just a big psyop, why wouldn't he just gone ahead and signed the Insurrection Act and gotten up at that stage and told all of his supporters to actually go in violently and storm and take over the government? That would have mm -hmm. created a civil war. That would have mm -hmm. done it real nice, but that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And now we're seeing all of these things on a global scale where, yeah, I mean, the, it's it's pretty clear that the deep state, the remnants of the deep state, where you know, however many of them are actually out there and functional, and not being, you know, puppeteered. They're sure they're trying to engineer a war. But have you seen any of the big countries that aren't in their immediate control take the bait, or have we seen them exercise restraint and not get baited into a larger war? Now, could it happen? I'm not. I mean, I don't have a crystal ball. Right. I'm not I'm just an you know, I'm just another person out there with an opinion like you. But it, it seems to me that if the end game was to get us into global war, into civil war. If it was to keep us in the dark, to keep us ignorant, because that's what they want. I mean, why would why would you why would you want to educate your slaves? Why would you want to suddenly turn the lights on and shine a light on all of the, the horrific realities that we've seen, the satanic ritual abuse, the adrenochrome? So much of this stuff, nobody even knew about it. There and were still, very few people who, who – And still 95% are none the wiser, 95% at least. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's actually, you know, the the number that number is accurate or not. But I mean, certainly, I, I would agree with you that this the vast majority of people out there are not aware of this, or they don't want to believe it. You don't even know who Klaus Schwab is or the World Economic Forum. <laughs> well, that's yeah, true. But... A lot of people are very ignorant. But you know, the reality of the matter is, I mean, you've got you've even got MSM mm -hmm. talking about QAnon and the QAnon conspiracy theorists uh, thinking that they're blood drinkers. They're putting this stuff out there. They're mm -hmm. talking about it. So yeah. what's really going on here? Is it really the deep state that's in power? And if the deep state's in power and they're the ones that are puppeteering fake Biden, then, you know, how do you explain all of these 
not just Biden's personal personal debacles, but virtually everything that this guy has done has been a complete and utter disaster. And it, it will have to get worse. He's presiding it? over the downfall of his own cabal. Yep. How does that make sense if the deep state is actually in power? It doesn't. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. So even though we can't necessarily prove it, I think, you know, again, we're not in the business here. Like we're not inside of a court of law. And I'm not saying this just about our conversation, but just in in time, in terms of this whole movement, we're not we're not like trying to prove something. It's this is about consciousness. This is about awareness. Eventually, the proof is going to come. And that's what's Mm -hmm. pissing a lot of people off, quite frankly, that hasn't come yet. But again, does that mean that just because the proof hasn't come yet that we just suddenly throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, well, everything that we believed up until this point is trash? Mm-hmm. No, that's crazy. To me, that's I mean, yeah. to me, that's just insane. And, and and to get to this point and to give up now in the 11th hour when the battle is in its final stages, I think is uh, it's tragic mm-hmm. that a lot of people are going in that direction. But that's not that's not where I'm headed. But again, I'm also not going to be a perpetual cheerleader if we get past this year because i've said on recent shows Stephen, that this is going to be the year where we're going to find out definitively mm-hmm. the answers to these questions are we going to fall into a civil war you said no is there going to be you know this global conflagration into world war there's no real direct references that i'm aware of in the q drops of that but there's, also, there's certainly no indication beyond mm-hmm. a scare event mm-hmm. beyond the precipice what Q tells us people have to get to the precipice before they're willing to change. And that's what I was talking about with you. People, you know, they have to have that willingness. That's mm-hmm. free will. It has to come from a place that uh, it has to come from somewhere internally. And that's mm-hmm. a big part, I think, of what this 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 whole thing is all about. Why is everybody so upset right now? Why is everybody so frustrated and angry and so forth? Well, maybe that was the whole point all along. Because we know that this is a military civilian alliance. And so the civilians have to get to a point where they're they're standing up. And and in America, it's taken a lot longer, but we're seeing it every single day. Massive millions and millions of people demonstrating against their governments all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A question that I have, how can he keep these deaths quiet for years like Rothschild? If he died in 2017, how can he keep this quiet? It's, It's unbelievable. Well, I think uh, if you have the ability to deep fake, and they do, and anybody, I'm sure you're pretty well versed on deep fakes and how they work, the masks, the uh, how they can mimic the sound of the voice. I mean, it's, it's the technology is very, it's very obvious. It's out there, and it's all, all over mainstream. And you know, so for folks out there who haven't done any research into that, just even go onto YouTube mm-hmm. and search up deep fakes. You're gonna find, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. You'll see like a little. You know, uh, and a 12 year old Asian kid sitting there. And the next thing you know, they put on a mask and everything else. And, they, you know, and they look like Keanu Reeves or something like that. And it looks exactly yeah. like that person. So I guess to answer your question, how do they keep it quiet? They don't really have to. Because when you think about it, the White Hats, they don't want this information coming out, at least beyond beyond the Anons, the people who are really paying attention. They're sending us comms all along the way, but they also want this illusion to continue so that they have tactical advantage so that they can take out the deep state behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And so they don't want that information coming out. And also, if you're the deep state, if you're the cabal, you don't want that information coming out either. So both sides don't really have an interest in exposing the fact that he's already dead. And then mm-hmm. when you couple that with their ability to actually to put a, a double out there or a clone or whatever it is, 
I think it's I mean, relatively easy. If if you look at Elon Musk, he's not the same as, as, as this is a two point zero or a three point zero. If you look at uh, Putin, he's definitely uh, not uh, oh, yeah. one point. He's he's absolute total different uh, guy than than about uh, ten years ago, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his 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 family, his ex wife. I mean, they must they must say. Well, his his ex wife said, "Well, I, I don't want to I don't want to uh, lay next to this guy in bed. He's he's not the he's not the guy I married." So We've I seen examples of that, right? There was also the Boris Johnson example, where some, yeah. you know, where, uh, there was, I think, uh, I forgot who it was who talked about this. It may have been Charlie Ward who mentioned it, but that, uh, you know, they spoke to a woman who had slept with Boris Johnson, mm-hmm. the real Boris Johnson. Yeah, and yeah. He knows that that's not the same guy. Or just so, like actor Biden showed up and was talking to Boris Johnson about all of his old movies, and and the guy looked at him and was like, or I, I, I don't know if it was Boris, it may have been it may have been someone some other major political figure. I might be getting that wrong, but the the individual uh, looked at him and just goes, "Who the hell are you? You're not you know Biden." So I mean, we've seen examples of this happen over and over and over again. But they get you know again, it's it comes back to the consciousness thing, the media gaslights the people and the people go on believing what they want to believe because it's easier to just brand something as a conspiracy theory and say, well, you know, that's just, that's nuts or whatever. I mean, I've had this experience in my own family. I I, I remember early on, I showed them videos because I still had hope that I might actually be able to wake them up. The videos that, you know, when Biden was walking down the hall and his head just disappears all the time. <laughs> Half of his head disappears or his hands going through microphones. And, and, you know, and it's like, oh, you know what they say? Oh, that's just an optical illusion. (laughs) It's so obvious that it's that it's fake, that it's CGI, but they don't want to believe it. It's the problem. That's what we're up against. And I think that that's a big part of why this is taking so long. There's so many different aspects of that conversation, but a Mm -hmm. big pillar of the, the the movement itself rests upon the consciousness of the people. If, if we don't get to a certain point mm-hmm. of consciousness, then the whole plan basically can't come to fruition. This is we are the plan and I it's taking a lot longer. But, you know, and, and OK, I'll, I'll just leave it there because I could go on and on. I, w- I don't want to keep going. I'll let you ask. I love listening to you, uh, Pedro. The time is running out, really. I mean, the, the, the elections are coming up in in, in, in November the 5th. Uh, remember, remember the 5th of November. But yep. I mean, uh, the polarization is getting getting worse. I mean, the, the, the conscious people, the people that are awake, uh, they are getting tired. They're, I mean, they're getting really fatigued. The other group um, is is there's a lot of people sitting on the fence as well. I mean, you said it in the beginning of the conversation. A lot of people, you know, sit on the fence. That they're, they're, they're a bit in doubt. There's a small group that will never wake up. But the longer it takes, the more dangerous it gets as well. It gets dangerous. So there must be a moment um, mm-hmm. that 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 a big bunch of people will wake up. I mean, it must it, it must be a shock effect. I mean, if, if it's, it's a necessary scare event, whatever that might be, but um, Mm-hmm. It will it will have to be a, a, an ice bucket challenge for a lot of people, you know, to wake up with the ice bucket. It I will like have that, to yeah. be because if if it takes if if it takes years and years and years, like you said, there's there's a lot of people that are going to lose confidence and they've got a, there's a lot, lot of people that are going to lose faith and trust. And it's and it's it's it, it will it will have to happen before November the fifth, I think, because constitutionally. Fixed 2020. You cannot have, a, have an election on the 5th of November before you fix the last one. 
Yeah, that's right. And you recall that Trump has said many times that if you if you don't fix 2020, you're never going to have another fair election. That's and exactly. once we get to that point, and that's why I said this is the year, because if we yeah. get to 2024 and we have an election, that means that 2020 is now in the history books. There's nothing that can be done about that. Now, nobody expected. I mean, look, the flip side of the coin is like people are saying, well, you, you're kidding me. You mean to tell me that we had to wait this long? We had to we had to go years into Biden's presidency before they're suddenly going to come out and say he's not a legitimate president. And that's pretty hard to believe. I, I can get I get that why a lot of people might think that way. But I continue to believe because of all the reasons that we've laid out, some of which tonight we've talked about tonight. I've talked about them recently, but all throughout my journey on my show, um, we have we just have a, a mountain of evidence. To, as far as I'm concerned, there's more evidence to suggest that there is something going on behind oh, the scenes than there is absolutely. to suggest that this is business as usual. So if people want to think that, that it's business as usual, well, I don't know what to tell you. Because as far as I'm concerned, it's 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 just blatantly obvious that this is not business as usual. This is not just another four-year election. I mean, Trump called himself a wartime president. Yeah. We are at war. And even though a lot of people out there may not realize it and may not want to acknowledge it, like you said, there are more and more people who are on that fence because they don't they, they don't want to acknowledge it but they also can't shut off their own consciousness and their own conscience cognitive, something is wrong cognitive dissonance as well eh right and i think that's what this has all been about i mean so if you're looking at it through that lens of like this is just business as usual then mm -hmm. it seems almost impossible that we could have a reversal event at this point at this late stage of the game mm -hmm. but if you're looking at it through a different lens through the art of war well I think that's uh, exactly what Trump has talked about all along. He's referenced it in recent, even referenced Sun Tzu in a recent uh, ad, a president uh, ad where he talked about, I don't know if you saw this one, I posted it, but it, I'm sure you did. Everybody saw it. It was the uh, Aerosmith uh, Dream On. Uh, uh, it was his. Do you have, uh, it? Do you have it there? Uh, uh, I think I could probably pull it up. I, I, I'd i have oh, to dig yeah. through my telegram a little bit. Uh, it goes way back. But but basically, uh, you know, it, it, there's a line in the song where it says um, learning from fools and from sages. And when he says fools, there's a picture of Jack Smith. But then sages is a picture of Sun Tzu and Sun Tzu in the art of war tells us you don't go to war until you've already won. won yeah. You appear weak when you're actually really strong. You let the enemy deal all of their damage. Uh -huh. You let them play their hand and then. You counterpunch. Trump has described himself as a counterpuncher all along. He's there's been so much evidence to suggest that this is all building toward that very dramatic reversal event. Now, what's the what's the trigger going to be that? I mean, we could speculate about that all day long. Nobody really knows. But one way or another, uh, this is what I anticipate happening. So let me see. Uh, I'm going to scroll through my telegram here and I'll see if I can find that video. As a matter of fact, this is uh, I think this came out. Because um, I, I did a show just after the new year, and uh, I'm pretty sure it was uh, pretty early in January. So you can go ahead, Stephen, if you want, and I'll uh, I'll see if I can find that. And if if I can, it's it's definitely worth watching for those folks out there who haven't seen it. So, have you have you found it? Uh, I'm still going here. I'm trying. I think I'm getting closer. Getting closer. I'll give you time. Yeah. This this is really good stuff. I mean, it's. Uh, Let's see, January 9th. Yeah, I, I post a lot of things on Telegram, so you'll have to forgive me here. It might take a second. 
Uh, I didn't think we were necessarily going to go. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I got it. Okay. So, and uh, it's about three minutes or so. So. Okay. So. Oh yes. The, the... Well, perhaps there is a simple answer, not an easy answer, but simple. If you and I have the courage to tell our elected officials that we want our national policy based on what we know in our hearts is morally right, we'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Is that Ronald Reagan, uh, Patriot? That's right. I did a whole decode on this. A great, great video. Is yet to come. Remember that video, yeah. Yeah, 
I mean, it, it says it says a lot, and there there's a lot in there that I didn't even get to when I I just did a brief kind of decode when I saw this because I was blown away. There are just so many confirmations in there. The little clip of projection, the MSNM was talking about projecting Trump as the winner, but how they project everything. You've got to learn to you've got to lose before you learn how to win. The Sun Tzu thing that I told you about. Uh, the 2024 sing for the year and we see Trump with a big smile. I yep. don't think that, again, I don't think that any of these things are by accident or coincidence. I think that this is an ad that was specifically targeted at the Patriot community to give us hope that mm-hmm. going into 2024, we are going to see that reversal event. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's it's really important to remember to look at the whole picture. And not get caught up in, you know, the details, because that's what happens. We get caught up in the weeds so often uh, that it gets really easy to to lose a sense of of where we came from and Mm. why we're still engaged in this war. And, uh, you know, I I do believe that. um, I I don't have like I say, I don't have a crystal ball. I wish I did. But I can also tell you that I don't have any doubt. We have looking end of the day. This, I mean, just look at the passion in that video. And that's just, you know, those are just Trump supporters in America. Look at the passion of humanity mm-hmm. all over the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not going to extinguish that flame no matter what they try to do. And there are too many people who are awake. They're not going to engineer a world war, a civil war. People know who the real enemy is. Mm-hmm. You can look at that video 10 times and you'll still recognize new things. Eh? That's right. And again, that's that's the the sign of a work of art there as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, Sun Tzu, the art of war, again, that's that's kind of what led to this. It's Mm -hmm. always been my anticipation that towards the end. And I don't agree with everything that Juan O'Savin says, but he's he's talked about this many times that in the end, it's going to be a near death experience. It's going to feel like all it hope has is to be lost. It, it has to be, Patriot, because mankind or humankind will have to say, we never, ever want to experience this again. That's because right. every, time there's a, every time there's a world war being, huh? First World War, Second World War, uh, the so-called Holocaust, huh? that people say, well, we'd never want this to happen again. But it still, it happens again. But we get a chance now to really clear, clear, clear our shit up and yeah. say we don't and want what's this the anymore. difference now what's the yeah. difference now the difference is information mm-hmm. yeah all the, the the internet i mean again this goes back to the parallel construction that i was talking about are these two different plans the deep state they had their plan to use the internet to enslave us and to mm-hmm. control and censor and use it as a, a social credit as the ultimate means of control the white hats also had a plan and indeed god had a plan and that mm-hmm. was to use that inform- to use that tool of mass dispersal of information as the ultimate weapon, because I mean, if you look at- we can talk about military hardware all day long, but the ultimate mm-hmm. weapon is awakening consciousness. It's awakening humanity. That's the one thing that the deep state fears deep in their bones. They know mm-hmm. that if the people wake up, if the people unite, if the people stand up, they are done. Mm-hmm. Done. Absolutely. And that's exactly what's happening. It's the proliferation of information. They cannot keep the genie inside of the bottle anymore. It's It's already out. There are too many people who know. There are too many people that are aware and we can we can get frustrated. But if you think for one second that those numbers aren't increasing every day, if you think that there aren't thousands and thousands and thousands of people that aren't waking up every single day, you're kidding yourself. And once you're awake, you never go back to sleep. <laughs> That's right. Freed mind I mean, can never go back inside that cage. It doesn't work that way. 
That's why they do everything they can to keep that cage around us. That's that's their entire modus operandi is to keep us deaf, dumb, and blind to to their plans. And again, that I I I can trace that back to what I said about the Q drops. Mm-hmm. How is that consistent? If if the deep state was was pushing this this whole Q thing as a psyop, how is that consistent with keeping us in the dark, keeping us ignorant, keeping mm-hmm. us complacent? I mean, you remember those drops? Some of the things that you saw the you know, the fetuses being ripped apart, the, the horrific graphic things that we've seen that came directly out of the Q drops mm. that that caused people to literally put everything in their life aside mm-hmm. to become a digital soldier to fight these monsters. Why mm-hmm. the hell? Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little passionate here, but why would people why would they do that? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not suggest, suggesting that you think that, but I, and I'm not trying to be argumentative. I'm just kind of saying, rhetorically speaking, somebody out there, give me an answer because I haven't heard one yet. I have yet to hear a single that you, you, people can be cynical all day long about this plant, but nobody's been able to explain in a logical way how the Q drops could have been a deep state psyop, how that would make any sense. Mm-hmm. Because we're more it's, determined now to mm-hmm. fight for our freedom than we Absolutely. ever were before ever were yeah. before. and that grows Absolutely. also with every passing day and it's always been about the children eh? it's always been about the children and it's going to be a very inconvenient truth for the people that are still asleep uh not uh not have the slightest what's going on and uh, we've taken that red pill in powder with water and stirred it you know and these people are going to be really red pilled it's going to well, be, like you uh, said, the ice bucket challenge, but I think that's putting it mildly, you know, getting dumped with with water. I mean, they're going to be that's that's a shock. But I, I think the shock I mean, that could that could be attributed to the election fraud that could even be attributed to the the worldwide genocidal plot. But when it comes to children, that doesn't even come close to mm-hmm. serving as a metaphor. I think this is going to be. Well, Q, Q said it, and I think it's pretty obvious that this is going to be the one thing that unites all of humanity, because the one thing that brings out the very best in anyone out there who has a soul is innocence and children. It's written into our DNA. It's written into our moral compass. It's written all over our heart. You protect innocence at all costs, no matter what. Okay. And when they find and when, when all of this comes out about the satanic ritual abuse, and it's not just simply, you know, these these, you know, they cherry pick little things here and there to, to try to show to try to create the illusion that they're acknowledging that evil exists. But the fact of the matter is that this is a wholesale industrial complex that they the build around this evil that yeah. literally fuels their entire elite power structure is, mm-hmm. is fueled on the blood of children. And if people yeah. people can't even begin and that's that's another thing, you know, you talk about consciousness in general i mean i went out to a restaurant last night and i'm just kind of looking around and i'm thinking to myself looking at all these people who are just so blissfully unaware of all these things i mean does anybody want to learn about adrenochrome does anybody want to learn about the satanic ritual abuse of children does anybody want to engage with these horrific realities no of course not but there's going to come a time and that time is coming very very fast Mm -hmm. we can see it trump is conditioning his audiences, he's talking about human trafficking. He's not talking about children yet, but he's starting to talk more and more about human trafficking. We're getting more and more uh, stories about these uh, associated with what's happening at the border, the rape trees, 
that they have with all the, you know, I mean, it's just this, this information is coming out is my point. It may not be coming out as fast as we want it to, but the fact of the matter is, is it's coming out. And as time goes by, can anybody deny that more information about this evil is happening, is coming out? Can anybody deny that? I mean, and if Biden is presiding over all of this, if the mainstream media is actually what we think they're, if they, if they haven't been infiltrated by the deep state, how does any of that make sense? Mm-hmm. We're going to be in shock as well. Of we course. are going to be in shock. Yeah. This is why, you know, you referenced the, uh, the coffee chat that I did when I was talking about this. And I, you know, I get, I, if I allow myself to feel it, I can't hold it in. I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to do that right now. But if you have children, you know, even if you don't have children, like I said, it's written into your DNA. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be the one thing that's going to pay. I mean, every other difference that we have, no matter how, no, no matter how vehemently we may disagree with each other. And we, 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 I think that God made it that way. We weren't, we weren't supposed to agree on everything, but all of that stuff is going to dissolve. And that's going to be the unifying factor. Mm-hmm. I have yeah, no doubt. Things that- Things that seem so important now will be very trivial when that all comes out. Absolutely. This is going to bring the world to its knees, Stephen. And and mm-hmm. quite honestly, um, you know, there's a whole conversation to be had about the degree of disclosure. I've talked about this with some of my guests recently. Uh, there's different opinions out there as, as to how far they're going to go in terms of... Q said, Q said 20%, 20 people will be able to dissolve or you know 20 percent 80 percent won't won't be able to uh, you know i think eventually it's going to come out i think yeah. that the truth is going to come out but i think it's going to take a long time yeah. uh, we're going to have to get to a point um the masses are going to have to get to a point where they're really ready um it's going to it's going to be bad enough i mean like you said that 20 percent even if it's the the least horrific of of the you know the the whole picture is going to be enough to, to I think I think people. I think Patriot. I think the 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 remaining eighty percent. I think lots of people will start doing their own research and find out in their That's own right. time. That's right. That's right. They're going to be movies made about this. I mean, th- this whole world is going to change, and everything that is. I mean, it's not as if we're going to get all of our questions answered that we've been talking about now for several years in one eight hour video when the EBS goes, it's not going to work that way. It's impossible. It's totally impossible. And it's, it's, it's completely illogical when you think about it, because these same people that I was talking about that are out there, you know, enjoying their glass of wine at the restaurant and all these things without a, you know, without any kind of consciousness about any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Think about how far they have to, to catch up. And think about what they have to process. I mean, so so often uh, there are people in our community that that only want to look at it in terms of what we know and what we're ready for. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you, if you have eight hour broadcasts for three times a day and then a week, that's a kind of brainwashing. We're doing exactly the same as what they've been doing. <laughs> well, I mean, I think yeah. I mean, it, it it depends on how you look at. it. I mean, I don't know first of all what those eight hour uh, you know, look, I mean, they, they could go on for eight days. They could make a movie like, like it went on for eight months and they, and they yeah. still wouldn't be able to, to explain every single detail. So what is that oh. going to entail? I happen to believe that it's going to be 
there's going to be an acknowledgement about the election fraud. There's going to be the elements of COVID. But I think primarily this is going to focus on crimes against humanity. And it's going to I mean, this is why Trump put those executive orders in place. Again, is that a coincidence? Is it a coincidence that Biden keeps renewing the same mm -hmm. executive orders that would incriminate him and the cabal? Does that make any sense? And, you know, I could go on and on and on. But the, the point is, is that I think it's going to be the crimes against humanity. And I don't think they're going to. I don't think that they're necessarily going to just say, all right, let's let's just head, go headlong here and, and introduce everybody to adrenochrome and satanic ritual abuse and all these things. I think that these things are going to come out. But I also think that even though my in my view, I think that humanity needs the truth in order for us to move forward. But whether or not we need the full, raw, complete truth to come out to a largely unsuspecting population all at once, that's massively counterproductive. And I don't people, think people will not be able to digest it. I think I think uh, what will also be exposed is. Uh, the evil and the people that we've always tr always trusted, you know, the, the Pope and the monarchs and the politicians, that they're not the people it, that are doing their job in our interest. That loves to come well, out. Well. Oh, that's putting it mildly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they're the enemy. That's the that's the whole thing. There's this whole reversal that you know inside of the mind of the, you know the the normie mind out there. They think that the government's their friend. Yeah. Absolutely. They think that their leaders are actually working for them. They think that they actually elect these people. They select these people. I mean, you know, it's it's crazy. But again, you see yeah. what we're dealing with. The cognitive dissonance is just it's been engineered over decades. Yeah. And, you know, even with with the with COVID, I mean, we saw people. How many how many videos did you see of people saying, well, you know, I I, I, I took the I took the thing and, you know, now I've got, uh, you know, I've got all these health problems, but hey, I'd do it all over again because I think it was the right thing to do to protect other people. I mean, literally, it's 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 absolute insanity. Where it's mass formation psychosis is what there are, there are, it's been there engineered people, by our enemy. There are people they they they, they probably say I've, I've I've taken three jobs, um, and I'm going to take the. I'm very glad and proud that I've taken the three jobs because I've been, I would have been even more. Illa, I would have been sicker. Yeah, affair. right. But, you know, the good news is, though, the good news is, is that 98, I think I heard something like 98% of people out there are done. They're not getting any more boosters. They're not getting any more of this. I mean, they're just done. There are, like mm -hmm. you said, there's that small segment, maybe 8 to 10% of people who are just too far gone. Mm -hmm. But I think anyone who still has a couple of functioning brain cells at this point, I don't think they're getting another jab. I don't think so. No. And the numbers are proven it. So that's another barometer to if you want to if you want to ask yourself, are the people actually waking up? Yeah, mm -hmm. they. But we got a lot to wake up to. Is the point? And it's going to yeah. be gradual. It's got to be very art. The way I describe it is, is it, the disclosure has to be artful, in the sense that you you have to be very careful in the way that you roll. And you're an artist, you know, uh, you know the the sensitivities that that come into play with you know, rolling out this type of information to people. It has to be done in a way that's that's extremely calculated because there's variables at play. See, we can sit here, we can criticize the white hats all day long, but we don't have the respond the same responsibility that they have. Think about it. If they're mm -hmm. the ones who are in a position, and I mean even if you want to 
you know, I, I, I made my comments about this being God's plan, and I stand on those comments. But even putting that aside for the moment, even if you wanted to say that it was the white hats who had to make the decision about when to move, okay, think about that level of responsibility. Think about mm -hmm. all the different variables. Now, I get that a lot of people have been hurt. A lot of people have died. But again, it comes back to the simple basic question is, was there ever a path given this deeply entrenched ingrained evil in our world? Was there any path that was going to be easy where people weren't going to die, where innocent people weren't going to be hurt? And did they make that the decisions that they made were they intended to mitigate? And did they, in fact, mitigate the amount of death and destruction that we could have seen? See, that's the that's the other problem. Everyone's pointing to what we can see. Mm -hmm. But the flip side is, is that had we gone in a different direction, it doesn't take a lot of brain power to figure out that it would have been way worse. Mm -hmm. Way worse. Yep. I mean, the white hats want to they, they want to minimize collateral damage as much as possible. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, where I we where we go have. one, where we go one, we go all. It it, it, it encloses that there. Eh? minimize collateral damage where we go one we go all that's, that's what right. they're trying to do huh? right so if people out there are doubting that okay well then explain to me how what what other path they could have taken mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that would have been better yeah right well what what would have been better mm -hmm. again i get crickets when when people you know they, they say oh some people just want to say oh just throw everything out there and let the chips fall where they may well listen that's easy for you to say OK, but you're not the person you're not part of that team that has to make these decisions that literally has the fate of humanity in this world yep. in their hands. OK, Absolutely. and and we have very, very little information compared to what they have. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the, the variables, I mean, we have no idea you want to talk about history being being written. I mean, I think it's going to come out that there have probably been dozens of thwarted attacks that could have taken out millions of people mm -hmm. and so the, the, that's the thing is like we're, we're we're kind of engaged in a debate here based upon what we what we've seen the death and destruction that we've seen versus what could have been and some people don't want to acknowledge that well i do because i think that's part of an intellectually honest conversation if you want to criticize fine but you have to then present an alternative that actually makes some sense and i've yet to hear to this day any argument that makes any kind of sense of how the White Hats could have done it differently, despite our anger, despite our frustrations, despite the losses, the sacrifices that we've had to make that all of us have experienced. I don't see a path that that would have been better. And I've yet to hear a single a single person lay it out. It's easy to criticize. Absolutely. And I've done it, too. And I'm not criticizing people for criticizing. But you have to remember where you're sitting versus where they're sitting. And the decisions that they have to make are literally life and death decisions. Mm -hmm. And they're in the business of trying to save as many lives as they possibly can to bring us into this better future. Q told us the ending is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. All right. It's war, eh? Bro, this, is war. war. this is war. This is war. This is the biggest war we've ever had. I mean... Indeed. It's a world war. It's a world war because this, these That's are right. the weapons. That's and, exactly uh, right. The first we lost the more people world. to this than we have in all of our wars combined in America. 
Absolutely, absolutely. So this is a real world war, and yeah, the majority of people, when you, when you, even my own, my own relatives, if you tell them we're in a real world war now, oh, you're crazy, because they don't get the concept that it can be fought with needles and information as yeah. opposed to bombs and guns and tanks. Yeah, yeah. It's fifth yeah. gen That's war. That's how they see the war. Yeah, that's how they see the war. Let's have another topic, uh, Patriot. Did you see the last CPAC? I saw parts of it. Yeah. Did you see Melee backstage with Trump? Yes. We've never seen that ever. Trump backstage at, at a rally and then this guy, this Melee, I think he's World Economic Forum. I don't trust him. Uh, that's my op- opinion. So, you know, hugging him and going, what, 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 what was, what's, what's behind this? What's, what's the meaning, do you think? Well, Trump certainly embraces this guy. Uh, but then again, he's also embraced other people in the past who have turned out to be deep state. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, going back to Trump's first term, you know, he surrounded himself with with swamp creatures. And why did he do that? Well, look at where we are now. And pretty much everybody knows the, the same people that were in Trump's cabinet are now known in every household as being deep state. So keep your friends, keep your friends close and keep your friends close. Right? Is that what's going on with Javier Millet? I don't know. Uh, certainly his th- there's there's two different ways you can look at it, probably more than two, but I'll, I'll just say two. Uh, he's got the World Economic Forum connections, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of people gives a lot of people pause. As a matter of fact, when I first was introduced to this, not introduced, but, you know, when I became aware of this man uh, and I was watching his some clips of his speeches and the things that he said, I was like, holy crap, this guy, this guy is amazing. How have I not heard of him before? Right. And then, of course, I, I heard about his World Economic Forum ties and all that. And I went, oh, boy, OK. And he then he embraces the dollar as well. Eh? He embraces the dollar. He embraces the dollar. He's 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 key, staying away from bricks, uh, yeah. seemingly. Uh, but I've done some commentary on that, explaining that there may be a strategy there. I won't necessarily get too deep into that for now. But um, there is there's. There's that. Uh, aspect of looking at Millet as as a World Economic Forum stooge who's just kind of, you know, is being presented as a false hero to the people. And maybe Trump is embracing him to then maybe, you know, expose him. Flip side of that coin. Infiltration works both ways. Mm -hmm. We really think that everybody inside of the World Economic Forum is necessarily bad. Nope. 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 I don't. Nope. Uh, you know, Putin, made it Putin. very, very clear that infiltration works both ways. And we know that this has been a decades long war. So if you think and this is, again, just my opinion, and then I'll just remind your audience, I'm not an insider. I don't have inside sources. I'm just an, an ordinary guy. OK, but I don't think that there's any way. That the White Hats didn't infiltrate institutions like the World Economic Forum, which is central to the enemy operation to put their puppets in power all over the world to usher in their new world order. You think that the White Hats didn't know that? Mm-hmm. You think that they didn't actually anticipate this and put infiltrators in there? I do. Mm-hmm. Is, is, so is been that there? Delay? I don't know. The jury is still out on him. But certainly it appears as if he's doing good things for his country. He seems to be turning a lot of things around early on. And just in terms of the currency thing, I'll just say this. Um, I think that both sides, quite frankly, have an interest in crashing the dollar. Um, Or let's just say redefining 
the U.S., you know, the fiat, the king dollar, right, that's based upon nothing. I think that the cabal wants it to crash so that they can usher in their CBDC. Because why would you want to have physical fiat cash that's limited in terms of your ability to control people when you can have in a complete control grid? And the only way to do that, to implement that, is to crash the existing system. So I think that the cabal wants to do that. But then again, I also think that the White Hats, again, parallel construction, the White Hats also want that to happen, but for a very different reason. And so it's possible that Millet could be working as a part of that process, let's just say, not supporting the king dollar as a fiat currency, but mm -hmm. rather as a gold-backed currency. As an asset-backed currency, which is where we all we know that all of this is headed, and Trump mm -hmm. has said that it, you know if the dollar ceases to become the world reserve currency, it could be disastrous and so forth. So people go, wait a minute, why is he supporting the fiat dollar? Maybe he's not supporting the fiat dollar. Maybe he's talking about an entirely different form, mm -hmm. the U.S. note as opposed to the dollar. Yeah, good for thought. Absolutely. I mean, BRICS, uh, the BRICS countries, uh, uh, they are implementing the CBDC. The central banks have been hoarding gold for a few years now. Uh, Putin is uh, introducing his CBDC, and India has introduced their federal central bank CBDC. So what's going on here, Patriot? Your thoughts? Well, again, I think um, if it's a – there's a lot of different elements of this conversation, but I'll kind of keep it as simple as I can. Um, mm -hmm. Digital currency – some form of digital is is first of all it already exists okay so we already exist inside of a system where we have digital current the digitized I mean, movement of money right if, if digitized if digitized money is peer to peer without a bank in between it there's no problem you know I think bitcoins that and bitcoin soared nearly to sixty six thousand dollars I think sixty six but how can you back a digital currency with assets? I mean, it's all it's all figures. It's all zeros and ones. Digital currency. How can you back it with gold or oil? Well, I think you can on the quantum financial system. I think within the within the current system, the economic system, the SWIFT system, mm -hmm. um, th there really is no way to to verify because there's no transparency. There's no th everything is centralized, right? So if you have a uh, you know, we, we, there's lots of different acronyms we can throw around here. But if you have a let's just say a central bank that is issuing a digital currency, if it's done on blockchain where it's completely decentralized, where it's completely transparent. And they can show that there is actual asset backing. Then I think that it's possible now. I mean, in terms of how, how the technical aspect of it works, I, I'm not well versed on, on that enough to be able to speak on that. But I can say that we do have, we already have a form of digitized currency. The problem is it's not so much digital. It has to do with the fact that it's centralized, that there's no transparency, that we don't have the opportunity to see what's going on behind the mm -hmm. curtain. And I think that probably is an even bigger issue than you know the whole backing is the fact that they can do whatever they want behind the scenes and we have no idea. I mean, whereas on I mean, the blockchain, every single transaction can actually be monitored, can be verified, and so forth. And so, mm -hmm. you know, if you've got, um, you know, so when you think about it, so let's just say putting di putting the digital side, uh, putting the digital aspect to the side. Let's say we get a new 
uh, form of currency, a U.S. note, for example, here in America that's backed by gold. Um, of course, there's going to be a digital element to it. We're not going to just suddenly start walking around with just coins and dollars in our pockets. You need you need the digital element to do international trading. I mean, yeah. if you want to buy a product in, in, in China or wherever, Japan, yeah. you will need a digital form of money. Right. But um, the, the, uh, the digital money will be okay if there's no bank in between it. Bank, you know, like, like you said, controlling. If it's peer-to-peer, -peer, it's okay. And if, the, if there is a digital currency, there's no problem as long as cash stays. Indeed. As soon as cash goes, we're we got fucked. Yeah. No, I agree with that completely. Yeah. I mean, if you start hearing people talking about getting rid of cash... That's not an individual you can trust, in my opinion. All the alarm bells have to go, start ringing them. Absolutely, absolutely. Problem. But I, you know, I think that uh, the 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 system is gonna. It, there's gonna be. We're not gonna revert back, you know, a few thousand years and get rid of computers, get rid of all this this technology. It's still gonna be no. there, but it it's has... going to be completely different. It's gonna be, and it, whether it's peer to peer, I think that there's probably gonna be uh, banks in the sense of like. Facilitating you know, like service centers, that sort of a thing. I think they're still going to exist in that form. As a matter of fact, I think there's some evidence to suggest that uh, actually J.P. Morgan Chase might be taking a lead role in that. It seems very interesting to me that they're the only ones who are opening up new branches mm. all over the country while other banks are closing up shop. And then you've got Jamie Dimon coming out and talking about supporting Trump. And supporting, you know, the MAGA movement. And that, I think that's interesting as well. But banks, I think, are going to still exist, but in a very different form than what we know now. And, you know, and once Trump you get rid of the fiat dollar and you and you have an entirely new system that's asset backed, that's based upon gold, where you have that ability to take your whether it's your digital form of currency or whether it's your physical cash and that gold window is open and you could go at any time. I mean, what form it's going to take, the technical aspects, I don't I don't know enough about that. I don't think really many people do. But if you mm -hmm. can take that cash or you can, you know, those numbers on the screen and then you can go to wherever you have to go to be able to get precious metals or whatever mm -hmm. other commodity it is. And there's actually there's there's that ability to, uh, you know, to be able to cash those things in should an individual want to do so for whatever reason. That's an mm -hmm. entirely different system than what we have now. Just like back in 1971, when Nixon took us off of the gold standard, the way that it you describe it, he, he closed the gold window, so you could. It was no going longer, to be temporary as well, right? And you could no longer take, you know, your your treasury bonds, your cash, you know, whatever it is, and you 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 there was no more exchanging it for for precious metals. They'll and have I, to get rid of the debt as well, the, the Patriot. I mean, the 34 trillion debt in America alone, eh? Uh, they'll have to get rid of this debt. Before the U.S. note comes, yeah, worldwide. I, that's worldwide. an interesting conversation too about you know whether or not the debt uh, is just simply null and void because the corporation's been dissolved, or whether or not the uh, the Asian elders and other you know different, let's just say uh, benevolent benefactors as uh, you know white hats are actually you know paying off that debt. I I don't know. But mm -hmm. I think one way or another, it's pretty clear that that debt, that $34 trillion that just, I mean, you just go look at the debt clock. And that's also an interesting conversation, too, uh, that it's now the freedom clock. 
Um, okay. We, we're never gonna we're never gonna pay off that debt. Nobody. I never. mean, we all know it. And so I, it's going to go away one way or another. If it's going to be just simply written off as, uh, you know, no, basically null and void because the, it was all illegal to begin with, or mm -hmm. whether or not there's going to be some sort of, uh, you know, payment of that debt and squaring of that debt. But again, if they're if they're going to pay the debt, who are they paying? The enemy. I mean, the the, the World Economic Forum, their their slogan is "You will own nothing and be happy." It's all to, it's all got to do with the with the debt, the debt that every country has. So the citizens. It's it, it's it's the in in their line of, of 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 thinking, the citizens will have to pay off the debt. So you will own nothing and be happy. So they're going to look. What what have you got? You know, you got a house, you got two cars. No, take it off everybody. But I mean, if, when we look at these elites, they're selling all their shares, stocks, and assets. Oh yeah. What's going What's going on here, Patriot? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it. Uh, what was it? It was. Uh... Jeff Bezos, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, and Bill Gates alone. Yeah. The end of uh, Q4 2023. They have to report all these things. And we had Rothschilds a month ago or two, eh? Yes. There are. So Rothschild goes back a long time, actually, even before President Trump came into the view. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he's been selling off assets for a really long time. And there's, you know, there's different angles that we could look at, at that whether or not that actually how much of that is really relevant before these executive orders came into play i don't know but let's just stay focused let's just say on on these three individuals we're talking about here sold off assets to the tune of 11 billion dollars in quarter 4 of 2023 mm -hmm. bill gates sold off 65% of his portfolio and so what's going on here? Well, I think that's uh, I think it's fairly obvious. These individuals know something's coming. Either that. Well, I think I shouldn't say either or I shouldn't say either or both. And and mm -hmm. they've been forced to sell off these assets. That's exactly what these executive orders, the most commonly known and quoted executive orders, one, three, eight, one, eight crimes against humanity and one, three, eight, four, eight having to do with election interference. We know that all these people were involved. And that's why we've seen all of these CEOs step down, all of this downsizing happen. Uh, Sony's laying off. EA Games, one of the biggest video game makers in the world, is cutting jobs. Vice News is, I mean, these are just the most recent examples. Mm -hmm. But this has been going on for years now. Mm -hmm. So what, what is it indicating? What pops into my mind was uh, in, in 1815, Nathan Rothschild in London, so, uh, he, uh, he he bought all the government bonds uh, at, on cents on the dollar when... Uh, oh, when, you're talking when, Napoleon thing, right? Napoleon, Waterloo, uh -huh. you know. Uh, Napoleon's... Uh, uh, when uh, England so-called allegedly lost the war, <laughs> he bought all, the, you know, and I mean, that popped into my mind. It was, it was a Rothschild as well, so... Well, I mean, you know, again, there's there's always that possibility, you know, that mm -hmm. we can't rule out. We have to look at both sides. But I think it's probably a lot more likely, given the pattern that we've seen. And again, this isn't just a sudden thing that happened over the past couple of months. No. Right? And it's not simply based upon, I mean, in that historical example you're referencing there had to do, you know, with uh, the outcome of a war. And at that point in time, you know, we were just talking about this, the, the fast movement of, of information, you know, back mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, they could, you know, they could send someone with false news about whether or not the war had been won or lost. And it mm -hmm. would be months before anybody would figure out that they were lying. 
And now, uh, you, you know, you can't say anything online without somebody fact checking you within three seconds. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I, I think it's probably a lot more likely that these patterns that we've been seeing play out ever since 2017 and certainly mm -hmm. ramping up into 2018, because I think 2017, 2018, um, from my understanding and my research and the people that I've talked to was really the main kinetic battles that took place behind the scenes. Uh, they're still sure. going on uh, in terms of the raids, in terms of the, uh, you know, taking out these elite bloodline families and, and uh, mm -hmm. bringing down a lot of these high profile people, uh, those that we ex uh, suspect are no longer with us. Uh, we kind of touched upon, you know, we've mentioned some names tonight, but, you know, they're the Rothschilds, certainly, but and the bloodline families, but beneath them, people like, uh, or, you know, I shouldn't even say people because it's an insult to humanity, but, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton and Biden and and all of these other uh, creatures, I think, were taken out long ago. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I think uh, it's it's pretty clear to me that uh, what we're seeing with all of these sell offs is, is consistent with the executive orders that Trump put into place that have been renewed several times by the enemy, supposedly. Uh, and we're seeing all of this, uh, all of these sell-offs happening. I think it's pretty clear that this is pointing to a, uh, a major black swan event, bare minimum. What's the significance and importance, uh, Patriot, of, of the death, the official death of Jacob Rothschild? We, we were talking about timing as well, eh? Yeah. And we had this procession, the, the the changing of the guard in London. Yeah. And that yep. was extraordinary. So what, what what we're looking at here, how how important is this uh, this death of this uh, reptilian? <laughs> well, uh, actually, this was this was a big part of my last show. So this is, um, you know, information that it pretty fresh on my mind. But uh, I was questioning, um, you know, going back to the. I, I forgot what Q drop it was. I, I sometimes struggle to remember the numbers, but there was one specific one I highlighted, uh, which was one of many, many Q drops talking about using the metaphor of chess to describe how this war is being fought. You know, when do you take out the queen and who protects the queen and all of these types of things? And it got me thinking when Rothschild, his death was announced. This one. Oh, that, that's the one. Yeah. OK. Yeah. I actually brought this up in my in my last show. Uh, got me thinking. Uh, who is the real king? Because we know that the royals are all puppets, right? Mm -hmm. And we also have come to learn that we know about their three city states where they've centralized all their power in the Vatican. And, of course, Washington, D.C. is like the military enforcement. But then the city of London is the heart of darkness. That's the that's the core of all of their power, which is all about money. Their economic mm -hmm. debt prison is centered in the city of London. And when Trump went on his world tour, his capitulation the, tour back in the 2020. The Queen, the queen isn't, allowed to, isn't allowed to, to enter the city of London, eh? the Queen or the King. That's it's correct. And they have to go there and they have to bow and curtsy once a year. So who they is have the to go, King? They have to go through a pub as well. Right. Through a pub. And, and, and the queen has to have certain clothing on, certain clothes. She has to be dressed in a certain manner, yep. and she has to walk through this pub. I don't know the name of the pub. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I'm not sure on that either. But you know, we've we've all seen in seen the pictures of of the Rothschild poking at you know uh, Evelyn, Evelyn uh, Charles, and you know, I mean, so it's pretty obvious these are not the real people who are in power, okay? Mm -hmm. And they're so evil, so depraved, and so wicked mm -hmm. that Trump didn't even go 
to try to get them to capitulate because he knew that this this was that there's there are levels of evil that are just too too far gone. Mm -hmm. And I think what the strategy was understanding that the 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 city of London is their center of power was to ultimately isolate them gradually by going on this tour and getting the, all of these other all of their other um, pillars of power to capitulate like mm -hmm. the Vatican right it's and the world tour he, wait, what's that 2017 2018 he yeah, went to the world yeah, it was his first trip. He went to he went to Saudi Arabia. We saw a little clip of it in the video just a yes, little right. while ago. Where he was crowned king. So yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I think that what's going on with Rothschild to get back to your question is I think that the death of Jacob Rothschild, mm -hmm. aka Mr. Burns on The Simpsons, right? <laughs> is a pretty clear calm and a pretty pretty clear indication that the city of London is under submission. Let's just say, and that uh, I take it a step farther, and I would say that the the new system is ready to be rolled out. I think yeah. that there's no, I mean, we talked about the the uh, the 17 month lapses in between. We've seen a lot. We were just talking about all these major sell offs. Everybody's expecting this big black swan event that's going to come. It's all building, but I think the announcement of this this demon's death mm -hmm. is. It could be perhaps the final marker before we see the EBS. I, I would even maybe go that far to suggest how, that because this has really all been about defanging the cabal hasn't just been about taking out all of their thugs and their operatives and all and, and all that. No, it's about taking off. It's about cutting off their revenue streams. That's how you that's how you fight the war. Every war is fought that way. Of course, there are the physical battles on the but but the overall war is always determined by the country that can go on fighting the longest or whatever body it is that can go on fighting the longest. How do you do that if you don't have money? And that's really, I think, what this is all about. So to me, that's what this announcement really signified, that they're they're done. Could it also mean the end of Israel? Because, you know, Rothschilds founded Israel. Eh? You know, the uh, Balfour Declaration in 1917, Jacob Rothschild talked about it, you know, in this in this clip, this interview, you know, he was so proud. It was the most important moment in British Empire, you know, and he said the uh, Balfour Declaration, the, the ground, the founding of, uh, of Israel. Do you think this is also the end of Israel as the state Israel, not 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 the not the. Not the, um, you know, the, the people Israel, but the, the military political Israel. I think it could certainly be. It could certainly be a, a tied in and associated with that. But I also think that we've got the uh, the Zionist power structure that still exists within Israel that ultimately needs to be taken out and rooted out. So yep. I don't think we I wouldn't go so far as to say the announcement of Rothschild's death would be an indication that Israel is now been liberated or, you know, or, or anything along those lines. Israel is being saved for last for a reason that's never been talked about. I think we've speculated about that, and I think a lot of folks have a pretty good understanding as to why that is. It's the holy land that was ultimately usurped by the Khazarian mafia, the Zionists. They stole the identity of the biblical Jews. They've been doing it for thousands of years. Rothschild, by the way, translates to red shield. They were, you know, they they've been. Some people don't know this, and this could kind of open up a whole conversation as well. But the the Rothschilds 
Frankfurt. The 13 bloodline families that we know of aren't even the real top of the of the power structure. Mm -hmm. Red mm -hmm. Shield, that the, the Rothschilds, this whole concept was that they were going to usurp the Jewish identity. And of course, they, they, they're not real Jews. They, they, this goes back to, I, I can't remember what century it was that the Russian czar gave the, the Khazarians essentially an ultimatum, which, which is either you pick one of the three major world religions, or we're mm -hmm. going to send in our Russian army and we're going to wipe all of you out. We're going to literally kill all of you if, because we're done dealing mm -hmm. with all of this bullshit that you're doing with the Satan, Satan worship and you know human sacrifice. And I mean, they were known for, if you traveled through Khazaria, and you made it out and you got a mile into Kazaria and you weren't like either robbed, raped or killed. You were having a good day. So this yeah. was, you know, this was an ultimatum that was given. They chose Judaism, but they went on doing the same exact stuff that they were always doing, making sacrifices mm -hmm. to Baal and to Moloch. And when the Russians finally figured out that they had gone back on their word and that they weren't changing their ways, they did send in an army. Mm hmm. To try to to wipe them all out but they were they've always been they've always been masters of spy craft they got word of it and they escaped and yeah. they went into various different places in europe as the fall of the cabal uh may she rest in peace janet osenbard she put this together yeah. absolutely beautiful uh yeah. you know so if you haven't seen this yeah this is this is required viewing you have to understand because a lot of people they just want to say oh it's the jews it's the jews you're falling directly into the trap Oh, yeah, the cabal set up. It's not the biblical Jews, people. Do a little bit of Zionist. research. It is the Zionists. Zionist. And there is no, I mean, you know, I look, I I I get kind of upset about this too, because I have friends who are Jews. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good people. Not Zionists, good people. but Jewish people who are good people. And I can assure you they're not drinking blood underground and they're not worshiping Satan. I know these people very well. So to lump mm -hmm. all of these individuals in with mm -hmm. these with these demons, with these Zionists, that's exactly what they want you to do. It's a very Zionist, position to take. Zionists are fake Jews. And to come that's back right. here to, to the Rothschilds, Rothschild is is is, is derived from German, German Rot, Rothschild, a red shield. That's and right. the, the Rothschilds were called Bauer, Bauer, it's farmer in German, and they lived in Frankfurt. And Father Bauer, Amschel, Amschel, it was his name. Mm -hmm. He had five sons, and this red shield was on the on the outside of their. They, they had a small bank in Frankfurt, and the red shield was on the facade of of of, of their you know their their bank. So the Rothschild, the Rothschild, was their name. And these five sons, they went out to London, uh, Paris, and uh, three other uh, cities. And they started their own bank. So the five sons of Amsterdam, they started their own banks in right. five cities, major cities in Europe. And they these banks were the same banks that were funding the wars. So the Napoleonic War, the, the English were funded and the French were funded by two Rothschilds. Yeah. The First World War was funded by the Rothschilds. Second World War, Hitler was funded by the Rothschilds. And the Allies funded by the Rothschilds. So that's that's how the Rothschilds built up their wealth and their power. That's right, because no matter what, what the outcome of the war is, it, it met their agenda. You know? they, get, they get more power, money, and influence, and they decrease the population at the same time. It's a win-win yeah. for them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. I think this is an important point to make, though, because there are going to be a lot of really difficult questions surrounding the Jews 
And mm. when all of this information comes out, and that's why I've been very, I mean, look, if you disagree, and I've said to people right from the beginning, I mean, I don't have hatred in my heart toward anyone except the actual enemy, the real enemy, mm. the real evil behind the scenes. I don't have any hatred in my heart for Jews or any other group of people out there. And that's a very ignorant position to take when you haven't really done your homework and your history to just lump all of these people. I mean, we're talking about levels of depravity that the normal mind can't even. I mean, we were just talking about this a little while ago. I'll fathom. I'll we can't even fathom it. So you're going to tell me that the people who are living next door to me who are Jewish mm -hmm. are involved in that type of stuff. I mean, give me a break. I mean, that 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 to me is just it's it's insane. And I think people, you know, honestly, they, they're, you should be ashamed of yourself if, if, if that's the type of stuff that you're putting out there. And I've seen, a, I've seen a lot of it. Uh, and it's very, it's very upsetting because again, it all goes back to the same, you know, we were talking about the trap of getting us to fall into war. It's the same trap that they're using with, you know, the anti-Semitism card, yep. you know, you're not allowed to criticize anything and everything was... is anti-Semitic and all that. They're doing this for a reason. They're not, they're not yep. interested in protecting all Jews. Wake up. They're interested in protecting themselves. Anti-Semitism was introduced by the Zionists. That's right. That's the whole point. That's the whole yeah. point. And there are, so, yeah. there are a lot of people within our movement who don't get it. Mm -hmm. And they just want to post memes of, you know, all the, you know, it's all the Jews. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. Me a a break. Zionist is a fake Jew, but a Jew is not a Zionist. I don't care what people say. I'm going to I'm going to, you know, I will I'll fight you tooth and nail if you're going to go down that road because quite honestly, if you're going to brand good people as satanic devil worshipers and put a target on their back, yeah. you're my enemy too. Mm. One thing I didn't uh, I I don't understand there, uh, Patrick. Maybe you can help me here. Going back to that short video that you just uh, showed us, uh, nothing can stop us is coming. Um there was a short fragment of uh, Trump and, and Netanyahu signing the Abram Accords. Mm. Why didn't they uh, why didn't they um, include Palestine in the Abram Accords? Why doesn't Trump ever talk about Palestine? Why is he always talking about Israel? That's the question that many people have. Because I think that there's a level of well, okay. Um, let me take a step back here. Um, why does Trump do a lot of the things that he does? Um, why does he, I, I mentioned, you know, how he talked about, and I'm not trying to change the subject, but how he talked about human trafficking, right? Mm -hmm. But he, but he kept it specific to women. All right. When you think about, and, and I don't know how much you know, really about, you know, the mainline conservative ideology in America. Um, but I'm not talking about individuals like myself and my, you know, people in my audience and you, Right. But we're talking about mainline Republicans, all right? And there is a very there's also a connection here to the um, the religious right, okay? And there are whether we whether we like it or not, okay? A massive portion of Trump's base is the religious right in America. The same people who go to church. The 5013C uh, churches every Sunday, and they're getting the same brainwashed message about Israel. Mm -hmm. And it's been, I mean, pretty much you go in, you go into any church. Well, I can't say any church, but you go into most churches on a Sunday in America. And if the conversation in any way 
gets political, they're only going to talk about supporting Israel, supporting Israel, supporting Israel. This has been something, and by the way, it's not just on the right. This is something that's, you know, all throughout American politics. Okay. I mean, Congress, Congress, uh, 90% of the Congress um, Congress uh, members have two passports. Exactly. So there is there's a lot and but we also know that they're all they're also corrupt and most of them <laughs> are going to be hanging from a rope. So let's just throw yeah. that out there. Okay? Mm. But the fact of the matter is, I think what it, a lot of this has to do with Trump gradually and I think that, you know, you have to appreciate the level of brainwashing that we're dealing with here. When you've got a massive portion of your base and this isn't about winning an election even. I'm just saying that when you've got a massive portion of the people that support you, mm-hmm. okay, Trump wants to do great things, and he's done great things, and he's going to continue to do great things, but he needs the support of the people, mm-hmm. and not just the support of the people who know the truth, but also the support of the people who are good but don't fully understand the paradigm yet. So if Trump were to come out and to start criticizing Israel, mm-hmm. And start talking about Gaza and, and all of these things, I think it would alienate a massive portion of his power base, of his, you know, of, of his uh, uh, base of support. And I think that gradually, what's going to happen? See, Trump, he he allows instead of instead of coming out and just attacking, or instead of coming out and just laying out the truth, Trump allows things to play out. And he allows information to gradually come out because he understands the art of war. He understands that you're not going to he's not going to get up there and make a speech mm-hmm. and convince all of these religious right people that perhaps this whole idea of supporting Israel, no matter what, was maybe that wasn't a good idea. Maybe Because, again, what that's going to do is going to alienate a, a huge amount of people. It could hamper Trump's ability to be able to carry out this whole agenda to begin with. I think Trump is very, very clever. The things that he says publicly are not often what he believes, truly believes. And I think it's pretty clear. We And there's lots of different examples of this. But, you know, even when you're going back, you know, we were talking about this, you know, at the time, you know, he, he, he was, that was a big, you know, question, a big head scratcher for a lot of people. Warm speed, but, huh? But look what happened. Look what happened. Yes, a lot of people did die. Yeah, a lot of people made the wrong choice. And sure, we could criticize Trump and say he could have done things differently, but we've already had that conversation. So moving on from that, mm-hmm. what happened? Well, eventually the truth came out, didn't it? And it's coming out. It's continuing to come out. And now 98% of these people who, who got, went out and got the jab, even if they still hate Donald Trump, even if they still have Trump derangement syndrome, guess what? They're not going out and get another jab. So it didn't matter what Trump said back during Operation Warp Speed all that much because he knew full well that the patriot community, the truth community, the, the individuals like ourselves and our audience, Trump could say whatever he wanted to about this. And there wasn't any way in hell that we were going to go get it and we were going to listen to Trump on that issue. And he knew it. And so I think that this is just another example of how Trump, he's always playing the game. This is chess. It's not checkers. It's not just about one single move. So when it comes to Israel and Palestine and all of these things, Gaza, he's got to walk a very fine line. Mm -hmm. And I think ultimately he knows 
heck of a lot more than we do about what is going to come out. Look at look at public opinion right now. It's shifting inside of our country more dramatically than it ever has before. Because again, this has been something that the whole political ideology in America has been wrapped up in this idea that America has to support Israel's right to exist. We have to support Israel's right to defend themselves. Okay, but is that what they're doing? Or are they committing a genocide? Yeah. And if yeah. people are waking up to this and they're seeing this and Trump doesn't care if people are going to look back at him and criticize the statements that he makes because he knows that eventually we're going to figure out that he was allowing all of this. He was allowing us to figure it out on our own. Mm-hmm. You, that's the thing. If you really want to change consciousness, you have to lead people down a path where they can do it themselves. Yeah. But I, no matter what I say, it's not going to have any effect on a person unless they've actually gone down that path themselves. And that's what Trump does. You so can't tell them, you have to show them, You can't tell them, you have to show them. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So that's why, you know, some of the things that Trump says are very important comms. And we pay attention to those. We're like, whoa, OK. But then a lot of the stuff that, that Trump says, it's not for us. Mm-hmm. And there's a strategy is my point. Yeah, Trump said this as well at CPAC, uh, Patriot. You might have you might have noticed it. Is this good? I don't know. I think he does that weightlifting stuff, Tom. Right? But Bannon looks good. We love Steve. We love them all. We love them all. We have so many others in the audience, and I want to say hello. But we have to get we have to get down to business because I want to win the award as the best, whatever the hell they call it, the best speaker. I think they say. Who who made the best speech? And if I keep introducing people, I'm not going to win it this year. I've won it like nine years in a row. The best speaker. Is this a hint? You you muted the uh, picture. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I mean it could be. It could be. Uh, there were a lot of there was a lot of conversation about the possibility of Trump becoming the speaker. I remember, of course, when you know when we had the whole Kevin McCarthy debacle yeah. going on and oh by the way that was something else that q predicted right so you know is it possible that that trump could uh somehow be maneuvered into that position yeah it, it, it is um but the deeper that we get into 2000 2024 um i think the more we kind of have to question whether or not those types of moves are feasible mm-hmm. at this point you know whereas months ago they may have been but again, we're you know here we are. We're in March, and the election. It would be illegal. Like, what's it that? Would be a le- it would be a legal and lawful way to get to presidency. Yeah? Oh, uh, indeed. I'm not suggesting that it wouldn't. I'm just saying that that the the likelihood, as far as I'm concerned, as we get deeper into 2024, as we get closer to the election, seems to me, um, you know, that there are a lot of narratives out there that are probably going to sort of fizzle out because, um, you know, is it is it a clear path, a legal path to bring him to get back into power. Yeah, it is. Um, but I don't necessarily, I, let's just put it this way. I, I tend to doubt at this point that we're going to see Trump come in as speaker. Um, but I could be wrong. I mean, I'm fully willing to admit that that's, you know, it's a possibility, but you know, um, he's running for president. Um, optically, it seems to me that there's there's literally nobody else who's even competing with him. I mean, let's go there's to the nobody primary. else. Let's you know, go to the primaries. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people have talked about you know uh, 
you know, other individuals coming in and, you know, take taking the uh, nomination away from Trump or whatever. I don't think it's going to happen because no. I really don't think that there's anybody, you know, now I'm talking more about the presidency, but, you know, I don't think you're going to be able to gain traction enough. I mean, you know, Trump is the most popular political figure in American history. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. I mean, when we look at the Republican uh, candidates, we had, we had uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, I think his name is. He 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 stepped out of the ring. We've got the uh, DeSantis. He stepped out of the ring. We've got v Haley. What what's her name? Haley. Haley. Vicky Haley's <laughs> left. I think she's oh, going to throw the towel into the ring. I mean, talk about there's, part there's of no... the movie. My goodness. <laughs> We've only got Trump left. So Arse. what's I mean? We can we can we I think we can um, put, turn the attention to something else now. Or is this? I mean. These primers, do they have to keep going on to the till? No, it's all. I mean, all of this stuff is just a dog and pony show. I mean, there's nobody who can compete with Trump. No. All right, there is nobody who is going to be able to take the nomination away from him. No, and again, no, no. do I think that Trump is actually? I mean, I go back to the Q drops. All right, you people can make up their own minds as to whether or not they want to do the same and follow the same path. Okay, mm -hmm. but. Q told us that the president is insulated. All right. Yeah. He's, being, he's being protected by military. I'm convinced that most of the time we see Trump making public appearances. It's not even the real Trump. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he locked down Cheyenne Mountain, you know, back in uh, February. I'm sorry. Um, uh, March 13th it was a Friday, the 13th. 2020 locked down Cheyenne Mountain told us that we were basically at war. Mm -hmm. uh, and ever since then, I think that's, you know, primarily what we've been witnessing is a pantomime i mean i'm not not to suggest that i think that everything is fake and again i don't want to get into a whole conversation about that because i've explained it so many times my head starts to spin uh but you know it's it's pretty obvious to me that you know we're uh we're in a situation right now where most of what we're seeing play out is all just part of the movie it's all part of this big uh you know and, and by the way it's not it's not really intended for us it's a great uh, if, anybody earth, thinks, huh? if anybody thinks that that there's going to be any real possibility, and I've entertained this, by the way, because this has been a big topic of conversation in the community about, you know, Trump, you know, going them taking him to trial and taking away all of his money and putting him in jail and all of these things. I don't think for one second that Trump is at risk for any of those things at all. This trial that's been postponed, I think it was plan for the 4th of March, that's in two days, postponing this this trial would, would have been a fantastic uh, um, moment and, and opportunity to get all the mainstream media there, streaming it live and him throwing all the evidence on, on the table. And I think they postponed it because they're shitting their pants. You got it. You nailed it. I don't think that Trump is, you know, I mean, look, there's there's all these you can read stories about this all day long. You can fill your head with disinformation all day long, but common sense. OK, this is going to be live streamed. All right. Yeah. I, I think the last I heard it was supposed to start in June now or something along those lines. I don't even know, uh, but it, it definitely got delayed significantly. Why? Because it was going to be live streamed and because Trump made it very clear that they were going to be using military evidence that was going to prove election fraud. And I've spoken have, about this many times. Everything that, hinges upon election fraud. All of these charges, these bogus charges, mm. hinges upon election fraud. If it if it turns out 
that Trump was lying and there was no basis for any of this, then they could easily say, yeah, he wasn't trying to incite an insurrection. He was committing treason. He was trying to overthrow a legitimate election. But if they have military irrefutable evidence that nobody can deny that proves that the election was stolen, Mm-hmm. that Trump used as a rationale for every single thing that he said and did around that time period, mm-hmm. those charges don't stick. And that and that this was was all to rig the elections as well. The, the relation between the COVID and the and the stolen elections as well. Yeah, but I the mean, White that Hats also used COVID. Uh, they they uh, used that to their advantage as well. And I think that's that been more and more clear as time goes on. That would have been a Moab, eh? I mean, uh, that would that would have been an EBS on its own. This live footage, this live stream of this trial would been would have been an EBS. Talk about a red. <laughs> I mean, Trump, yeah, uh, Trump has to be vindicated before before he can return because um, there's too much polarization worldwide. You've got you've got the truth. You've got the truth. Uh, the Trump haters, mainstream media, really really hate hate, uh, and uh, and you've got the you've got the patriots on the other side. And um, I think before he comes back, if it's on the fifth, if it's before or after, uh, it could be that the elections the fifth of November don't don't take place. Uh, so it it could be pushed uh, to uh, at the back. But before he comes back, there must be a vindication in in such way that the truth will have to come out for the for for the, the major part. I mean, he can't just come back. I mean. There, oh, there'll yeah. be false flags and 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 and, well, and, is... and everything everything that has to happen and it has to go wrong must be on Biden's watch, as well. Right, right, absolutely. And it's just yet another reason why I don't think we're going to see the election go forward as usual because I think that there are too many, uh, like you said, there are a number of issues. You use the word vindication, but you know, there, there. Let's just let's just say you know there needs to be clarity moving forward. And if 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 all, I mean, so Trump you know, wins the uh, the presidency mm-hmm. and we just see it kind of like business as usual. Well, then what happens next? I mean, what happens to all of these 800,000 indictments? I mean, you know, who knows? He said that he's going to deport all the uh, the illegals. He was just down at the border, you know, with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at the same time that fake Biden went down there, I think, for optics, uh, saying that they're going to take care of it. They're going to, you know, fix the whole situation and all this stuff. Well, uh I think that there we've got such major issues on our hands right now that they can't simply be my my opinion okay is that we cannot rectify and we cannot get to ju- the problems that we have we cannot get to justice it doesn't matter who's in who's the president I mean Trump already was the president and look what he mm-hmm. had to go through and sift through and 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 implement in order to get to this next stage of the war Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't think that having him win the presidency and get back into power mm-hmm. is going to suddenly translate into what then mass arrest, mass deportations that all of this stuff is going to happen without some sort of emergency, without some sort of a, a pause. How are you going to serve 800,000 indictments? How are you going to deport like millions and millions of people mm-hmm. and have life just continue on? The way it does virtually every day. I mean, and Trump has talked about that that we have to have we're going to have a pause. That yep. he said that multiple times. What is he talking mm. about? Pause is is has something PBS. to do with the government. 
Okay. I think, okay. you know, I, I think it, well, look, I mean, it could be a lot of things, but I, I think that the, the reality is, is that a, I think the pause that he's talking about, whatever form it takes on, he's, he's telling us that life for a period of time is not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, what he's trying to communicate to us is that, but what does pause mean? It means to stop. That means that everything is going to stop. Doesn't mean that mm-hmm. it's not going to start again, but it's going to stop. And why do you pause? Like if you're watching a movie, why do you pause it? Well, because something important just came up and you got to go deal with it. And you can't you can't continue until it's actually dealt with. Because and I, I think looked that's at really what Trump is talking about. And I, I, I look. Sorry, go on. No, go ahead. I, I looked this up last year, pause. It's an acronym for something from the government, but I don't remember what it is. Oh, really? Okay. It's a, it's an acronym. I'll have to look look that up and send it by email. But just to dive into this border, huh? I mean, before the before the wall was put there, the wall is is one gigantic tuning fork. I mean, it seemingly seemingly has something to do with free energy. But there was there were there were migrants coming in before the wall was there. Mm-hmm. We know that through in Mexico, you know, mm-hmm. refugees, immigrants, whatever. Now we have this wall over hundreds of miles. There are entrances in this wall, yeah, the, the, the border entrances, what have you. Mm-hmm. And and when, when we have to, when we should believe the the stories that are coming out, there's millions or hundreds of thousands and millions of migrants coming over the border. Uh, 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 the majority on on this train called the Beast. The beast is the train. They sit on this train, you know, with hundreds, maybe thousands of people sitting on the top of the train. Apparently, there's now more migrants coming over the border than before the wall. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to add up. And when we've, we've been hearing about this fake alien invasion. David Snedek has been to the border. He's looked at Eagle Eagle Pass, there's nothing there. Nino's been there, there's nothing there. So where are all these hundreds of thousands of migrants coming in to the United States? Are we are we talking of, of a fake alien invasion here? Because it's an invasion, they are aliens. Is it fake? The footage well, that we see, the footage that we see of these aliens coming in. I mean, part one of Janet Ossenbaugh's Fall of the Cabal starts with migrants coming into America, America mm-hmm. uh, on slippers through the Mexican border. It starts with this footage. Mm-hmm. The footage that we are seeing, is it fake or is it real? So is this a fake alien invasion? That's a, that's really interesting. I've never really heard that angle before. Um, I, I hesitate to say that the entire thing is fake because uh, I have heard from people on the border that again have i seen this with my own eyes no okay mm-hmm. so in order for me or anybody else out there if we're being honest mm-hmm. to definitively arrive at a conclusion i think we we would have to go and we would have to actually see with our own eyes what's actually transpiring on the border so then really it becomes a question of okay well a lot of people are talking about this who do we trust mm-hmm. how do we know because it's so easy for them to, as we've talked about tonight and, and you, you know, so many other times that it's so easy for them to fabricate footage. It's so easy mm-hmm. for them to create a production. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, and, and certainly, by the way, a lot of these uh, images coming out of these migrant caravans and all these things, it's, it's already been proven that a lot of this has been staged. So mm -hmm. I think that um, I certainly think that we've got a major problem with with an open border. But I also think that the way that it's being portrayed, certainly, I think both sides are kind of using that as. Well, let's just say for tactical reasons. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of reason to believe, by the way, that. And this kind of gets into a, a sort of a separate topic here, so I won't go too far with it. But there's a lot of reason to believe that these individuals who are coming across the border, let's just say that they are right. And let's say that this is real. That they have the ability to track individuals with RFID that are literally the size of a grain of sand. Mm -hmm. OK, they have technology that's super, super advanced. So we say, you know, the, the the narrative that we're being given is that these people are brought into the country. They're given cell phones. They're given credit, uh, you know, debit cards. They're, you know, they're given a, a ticket to go wherever they want to. And then they kind of just disappear and they they just, you know, they dissolve into the framework of our of our society. And we have no and, clue where they are. Go ahead. And 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 it might be it might tie into child trafficking as well. Huh? Yeah. Well, what, OK, if you, you want to if you want to catch them. Well, to... OK, yeah, right. That's what I thought you meant. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right? And uh, so and, and so there's that. All right. So they have the ability, uh, you know, a lot of people have been talking about tracking them on the cell phones and the, and the debit cards. OK, well, that's one way to do it. But, you know, you could also, you know, if you if, if let's just say if these people were nefarious operatives, OK, mm -hmm. military trained individuals, sleeper cells, clearly they're going to be smart enough to know that they got to ditch their cell phone, they got to ditch their tracking devices if they want to go off the grid. They're not they're not going to be that dumb, right? But perhaps there are other ways, let's just say, there's info like I said infiltration goes both ways. So mm -hmm. we talked about it with the World Economic Forum. Now if you're the white hats and you know that part of the enemy strategy not just here in America but all over the world is to balkanize the cultures is to, you know, to create uh, a, a culture clash to destroy the fabric of society, that this is one of the major aspects. I mean, we talked about fifth gen war with this. Well, guess what? It's the same thing with flooding the border with uh, with the illegals. Mm -hmm. All right. It's and another of form of warfare. And so yeah. the, how do you counter it? I guess is this is where I'm going with this. Right. We've seen evidence all along the way that the White Hats have been countering and mitigating and countering and mitigating everything that the deep state's been trying to do. And certainly there's a possibility here that this is this could be going on with the border operation as well. There's only certain information, the information that we're being given, you have to understand, and I know you do, but for folks out there, you're being given that information for a specific reason so that you arrive at a conclusion. But you don't necessarily have all the information. And certainly if you start to dig and you start to do a little research into the technology and the different possibilities of what could actually be going on as opposed to being what's portrayed, it kind of opens up a lot of possibilities. So you've got that, the smart dust is what they call it. I can track these individuals. There's also a lot of uh, evidence to suggest that I've seen that these a lot of these people who are coming across the border may not necessarily be here for bad reasons. They may actually be here for good reasons. They may be here, like you mentioned, uh, to try to uh, disrupt these child trafficking networks and so forth. So what we're hearing is that the border is getting worse and worse, that the child trafficking is getting worse and worse and worse and worse. 
Um, is that actually the real? Well, let's put it this way. I don't want to just say is that real, but is that the whole story? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't what, think so. What pops into my mind is you know, the Courage to Serve Act by Pat Ryan. Uh, migrants uh, to acquire the U.S. citizenship, they can join the army. 18 mm -hmm. between 35 uh, migrant army. Uh, that's quite dangerous if this is true. Eh? Yeah, so, but, absolutely. But these, people, these people, these migrants, these, these males between 18 and 35 that join the army to get the uh, U.S. citizen, they can vote as well. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> Yeah, they will vote for, for the Democrats. Eh? And I guess I guess, Stephen, what I'm getting at here is like at the end of the day, we're going to find out one way or another when, you know, this this is not going to be something I don't think that's going to go on for several more years, because look at what's happening in Texas right now. And there's an enormous amount of pressure now that Texas has actually made a move for Arizona to follow suit. And this is becoming, I mean, more and more uh, groups are actually going down to the border. They're participating in this effort. People aren't going to put up with this. And, and, Texas, had, and Texas had Texas had the wildfires, eh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. False flagger, false flagger, naughty, naughty. <laughs> well, yeah, it's quite a coincidence that they have the largest wildfire in their history right mm -hmm. on the heels of something like this, especially when we've seen all the examples of directed energy weapons. Heck, I saw... I even saw a, a, a picture uh, coming out of, uh, of, I think it was Boston, Massachusetts, that you could literally see the green beam coming down. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Uh, you know, to create, uh, you know, for weather modifications, they they have all different types of technology. So what I'm saying is, is that it's a, you know, it's a crazy world out there in terms of their ability to be able to track, to trace. And I think that the White Hats have had operations going on at the border. I'm not suggesting, by the way, and here's, this is an important point to make, all right? I'm not suggesting that if what I'm saying could turn out to be true, that the White Hats are actually tracking these individuals and so forth. I'm not suggesting that there aren't bad people coming across. I'm not suggesting that there aren't like rape trees and, and, and there aren't all of these horrific evils that are happening. But I'm mm. also what I'm saying is, is that there are again, there's two different plans that are working at, that are kind of like they appear to be they're they're fundamentally different. Mm -hmm. But they're they're kind of like they're they're running parallel together so it Two could be that there are bad things happening at the border but mm -hmm. there are also really good things that are countering and mitigating all of the damage in other words like we know that the the deep state they love to have uh all of these sleeper cells be activated and cause all types of mayhem and now that's uh, certainly been a a topic of discussion a lot of people are thinking that's exactly what's going to happen Right. That there's going to all these sleeper cells are going to get triggered and millions of these illegals are going to go out and just start attacking people and killing people and causing as much death and destruction as possible. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to go down that way. And never, never show the enemy what you're doing, because if we know it, what the what 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 the white hats are doing, yeah, the good forces, if we know it. The enemy knows it. So how, you, how are we going to win this war? By showing as little as possible what you're doing. You're and that's what's hard for people to wrap their brain around because, again, it's, you know, we're, we're, we're judging. We're, a lot of folks out there are coming to conclusions only based upon the information that's being presented to them without mm -hmm. doing their own research and being able to connect the dots. And that's mm -hmm. why a lot of people like watching my show because that's what I focus on. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that I have all the answers, and I'm certainly not saying that everything is just peachy and great at the border. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that at all. What I'm saying mm -hmm. is we're at war and there's two mm -hmm. different sides 
that are both doing everything that they can to carry out their agenda. And a lot of the time, because it's being covertly, this war is being covertly fought, it it creates all of this fog where people don't know what to believe and who's, you know, what's real. And, and they just kind of go, the right word. you know, that's the right word. fog, fog. It's, yeah, just it's, fog. it's creating fog. But that's yeah. that's done strategically. It's done. It's done for a reason. It's done for a purpose. I'm, and, you know, but look, the fact of the matter is we I'm not going to sit here and, and try to gaslight anyone and tell you that that everything's great at the border or that in other countries around the world, like what's happening in Ireland, for example, the the way that their country is being destroyed by this. I'm not sitting here and suggesting that that's not true. But what I am suggesting is that there may be a largest plan, a larger strategy at play here that I happen mm -hmm. to believe there is. Again, mm -hmm. it comes back to if you are fighting a war mm -hmm. and you're a good guy and you know what the bad guy's plans are. You told us the enemy playbook is known. And when you're talking about something this big, of a, an attack vector this big about the border, you really think that they just didn't include that in their plans, that they weren't mm -hmm. going to somehow mitigate that? And then you couple that with all the information about the technology. Yeah. I think that there's more to this story. I don't I'm not suggesting I have all the answers, but I don't think that what we're being presented with here is the full picture. No, I'll absolutely not. Tucker Carlson went to went to Moscow and visited uh, Vladimir Putin and and it was a very interesting uh, interview. It's not what we hoped it would be, but there was a lot of things that did happen. Uh, Putin took his watch off uh, a 17th uh, second into the interview and it was on the wrong wrist as well i think it was on his right wrist and normally you have your watch on your left wrist and you got these documents and um, um it, apparently tucker carlson had an interview with snowden in the same room that he he, he showed us these documents what do you think is in these documents uh, peter have you any idea are the snowden documents no the documents that uh, tucker got from putin he got these documents. He said, these are for you, history documents. Oh, that, that Tucker was given from Putin? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I That would be pure speculation on my part. Uh, I, I don't I don't know uh, if whether actual intel or information was being passed over through mm -hmm. Tucker Carlson. There's been a lot of discussion about him potentially playing a role in Trump's next administration. We found out that there was an actual uh, foiled plot to assassinate him. Yep. Yep. So is it possible that that there was some, uh, you know, that it wasn't just simply about getting angry at Tucker for interviewing Putin, but actually that there was a real reason to try to take him out to prevent certain information from passing hands? Is that mm -hmm. realistic a possibility? Absolutely. In the same mm -hmm. way that when, uh, you know, Putin handed Trump the soccer ball back in 2018 and said, the ball is now in your court, Mr. President. What was inside the soccer ball? I mean, you know, we, we've been talking about that for a long time, too. So, you know, I, I think that there's, there's certainly a possibility there. Um, you know, Tucker Carlson certainly has uh, an interesting background. Uh, and, and that was actually highlighted in the interview. You know, where, uh, Putin talked about, you know, his, you know, sort of uh, peripheral connections to the CIA and, yeah. uh, you know, and certainly he I, I think that he's, you know, he's the most famous journalist in the world. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think anybody has a bigger reach than Tucker Carlson. Maybe Joe. Bigger Rogan. than CNN. It's bigger than oh, CNN. CNN. You kidding me? They're a joke. But, you know, like compared to, you know, somebody like maybe Joe Rogan oh. podcasting mm -hmm. world. But these are individuals who are truly elite in terms of their uh, audience and their ability to reach and influence the world. But I think in 
in both of those individuals' cases, even though you haven't talked, you didn't bring up Rogan, but I think mm-hmm. that these these players, Tucker, Rogan, um, maybe others, Alex, Alex maybe, Jones, yeah, I've heard his name as well, uh, have been uh, read in on this plan for a long time, and they're mm-hmm. playing an important role, and that goes beyond just simply podcasting and journalism. Mm-hmm. And once talking you of journalism, a military plan, uh, yeah. you know, you're kind of wearing two different hats at that point. So it's it's definitely Absolutely. possible. But uh, but I, I'd be speculating if I said I knew, uh, you know, what was in those documents. I, I couldn't tell you. But would it if I wanted to speculate, I might suggest that it could be certain information that they got out of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Having to do with the money laundering, the bioweapon labs. I mean, certainly this information has been talked about on Russian state media for quite mm-hmm. some time. Then maybe that maybe certain evidence was uh, may, maybe evidence changed hands. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't discount it. Yeah. Talking of journalism, uh, Patriot, Julian Assange, he's in the picture now. Um, do you think he will be extradited or do you think he's in the witness protection program? That's quite possible as well. Eh? I think he is. Yeah. yeah. I think that, that this whole um, drama surrounding Assange, you know, and whether or not he's going to be extradited and this and that, I, I don't, I think that they took him out of circulation a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I think you've got an Absolutely. individual uh, playing that role. Yeah, because uh, Pom- Julian Assange is going to—they're not, not going to let someone like that. Uh, who's he's going to blow the lid. Yeah, no, no. He's—he's going to blow the lid. Far uh, too important. Yeah, it's it, same way that it's a- same way that you're not going to see Trump walking around the real Trump. I mean, these, you know, these individuals are too important, and you know, the the deep state—they can get to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I mean, unless of course you know you're insulated by the military inside Cheyenne Mountain or something along those lines. But if you're walking around on the street, uh. <laughs> You're it wouldn't even, su- it so, wouldn't even surprise me, Patriot, if Trump wasn't in Sham Mountain at all. If he's saying, if people are saying, oh, he's in Sham Mountain, <laughs> he'll be somewhere different. Well, there's lots of, in- you know, that's the other thing. It's not just one. I mean, Cheyenne <laughs> Mountain, everybody knows, is, but it's a, it's a whole complex of underground bunkers. Yeah. And there, there are mm-hmm. locations that literally nobody knows about. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're, you know, one of like five or six people. You don't even know these locations exist. They're never even yeah. spoken so yeah, we say yeah. Cheyenne Mountain really is kind of a, you know, a, you know, it's just a way of saying that he's insulated and he's protected and he's he's surrounded by uh, I don't I, I think the idea that Trump is just simply walking around with his own security team. But he's walking around everywhere and going everywhere in public. Um, no, I'm sorry, not buying that one. Mm hmm. Absolutely. I, yeah. I don't think that that's accurate. And I and I also think that, uh, you know, Q made it very clear. That Trump was insulated and insulated doesn't just mean like, you know, walking around with a security detail. It means like insulated, taken yeah. out of public view for the yeah. most part. I'm not saying that the real guy hasn't shown up from time to time, but we all know that he's got many, many different doubles. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Putin uh, is ver- six or seventh or eighth version. I think there's something wrong with my. No, he uh, my understanding was the real Putin was was. Um, I think they took him out back in 2015. Yep. Yep. And the, the guy that we're dealing with now, uh, very different, very different individual. But again, you just go back and look at the pictures, folks. Go back. I mean, just compare compare the facial structure. If you don't believe it, you know, like, what, what can I say? But uh, to me, you know, you go back and you look at old pictures of, of uh, Putin and he had much sharper features. His, you know, the, the whole face looks different. And, uh, you know, same is true of a lot of individuals like Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, 
even even General Flynn. I mean, you go back and look at pictures of General Flynn. Doesn't look like the same guy. Yeah. So I've got um, I've got two short um, videos of Putin here. Oh, this is this this is the wait a minute. This is the this is the photo we're talking about Putin now. Um, this one here. Yeah. Look at that. Mm -hmm. It's not the same guy. No. I mean, you just. It, to me, it's just as clear as day. If, if you ask people, the, same individual. If look, people, the eyes look different. Yeah. Not Everything looks different. The the features. I mean, he's he looks like he's. I mean, gosh, the one on the right there looks like he's like almost. Yeah. Twenty years younger. I mean, it's like he's had a yeah. facelift, or you know. I mean, yeah. It's not the same yeah. guy. And I've got uh, I've I've got a short, short clip here as well of the arrest of Putin. Let's have a look. Yeah, let's look at that. Let's have a look. This is out. Can you see it, uh, Patriot? Well, I can see um, you. You've got the old versus new. It's the same. Yeah, it's a number of different. Yeah, it looks like you got Putin behind bars there. So yeah, I didn't know Isn't if it was a video or something. And oh, this one. Is this a video? Нам стало известно, что буквально три часа назад бывшего премьер-министра под конвоем доставили в Хамовнический суд. Пресс-секретарь судьи Виктора Данилкина немного прояснила ситуацию, сообщив, что сегодня началось чтение приговора. Пока зачитана только вводная часть об основании 67 статей, по которым обвиняется бывший премьер-министр. В процессе чтения приговора прозвучали такие пункты обвинения, как хищение государственного имущества в особо крупных масштабах, финансовые махинации и превышение должностных полномочий. Завтра будет чтение об основании по основному пункту обвинения. Бывший премьер обвиняется по статье 205 Уголовного кодекса как лицо, участвовавшее в подготовке акта терроризма с целью устрашения населения и оказания воздействия на органы действующей власти. Yeah. Patriot, do we have time for the rapid fire? Sure, why not? Yeah. Okay, this is the first one. Short, short answers. Michael Flynn. Okay, we're doing associations here, right? Michael okay, so Flynn. I, Michael is Flynn, he, not the same is, guy. Uh, don't really think that he is... Well, let's put it this way. Some people think that he is going to try to take his role, take Trump's role uh, when he's going to, you know, that Trump's going to get maneuvered out of the race and that yeah. Flynn is going to come in. And, uh, you know, he's been running for president all this time. Um, I think this is in some ways kind of what I was uh, an example of what I was referring to before about, in you know, given where we're at in 2024. Uh, is that even likely or possible? How, how can someone like General Flynn at this late stage given the fact that we're dealing with the most popular political figure in American history, suddenly come in and gain any kind of traction to be able to, to actually run for president. Now, is it possible that Flynn is doing a lot of fundraising and things along these lines now for a future run? Certainly. But I don't think that it's going to happen in 2024. Do I trust uh, General Flynn? That's the question. Is no. he playing his part? Is he playing his part? Or do you think he's a traitor? I don't know. 
And that's the reason why I can't really say one way or another that I, I, I don't I don't I don't trust him. Okay. I don't trust him. I think that there's been a lot of things that have been uh, that have come to light. I'm not going to go into, you know, because I don't I don't like attacking anybody. No. Uh, the general Flynn's a major figure. So I think he's kind of in some ways he's sort of fair game to talk about in this sense. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't let's just put it this way. If what uh, like Mike Gill and others are talking about were to actually come to, to pass, uh, mm -hmm. would I be on board with that? Would I be OK with that? No. Mm -hmm. Do I trust that General Flynn is not the, 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 the individual that we now know as General Flynn is a good guy? No, I don't trust it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. It's not my intention, uh, Peter, to let you judge people that's that's not my well, i mean somebody like mike flynn you know because he you know we're talking about a major political figure we're talking about a major military figure i think it's kind of in some ways i mean uh like i i just talked about i don't even think we're dealing with the same guy okay and i will say this that the original general flynn uh q uh, q talked about flynn constantly in the drops as in mm -hmm. it was even one that there was a picture of him that said general flynn a real american hero mm -hmm. so the original guy may have been a good guy. I don't know, but there's a lot of there's a lot of controversy surrounding this man. And some people will tell you that he's playing a role. And I mean, certainly we know that he is a master spy. So that's very possible that he could be, you know, kind of playing both sides here, and he could actually be a, a, a white hat who's playing the enemy. Uh, that's that's a narrative that I've explored. But again. Um, I just don't really see I think the real issue here is what what role is somebody like what regardless of whether or not I trust him or you trust him or anybody else is it realistic to think that he's going to suddenly swoop in and be able to run for president in 2024 I just don't see it happening mm -hmm. and I don't see and again this is not you know um, it's just my viewpoint and 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 um you know, it's not it's not trying to knock Mike Gill or anybody else. I just that I, I don't really see. And I've had Mike on my show. We've talked about this, um, but I just don't see at this late stage in March, especially with the trial now being kicked down the road. That there's going to be any effective way to maneuver Trump out of the presidential race and have Flynn slide in there at this point. I could I be wrong? Yeah, but I, I just don't see it going down that way. Um, but automatically, I don't think the Patriot community would would accept General. Flynn. No, no, no. And automatically, uh, Patriot, uh, Vice President, uh, who's going to be Trump's running mate? Oh, speculation. Uh, I think probably. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I, there's there's lots of different possibilities. Um, Trump, Trump endorsed uh, Tim Scott. Openly. He did. Yeah, he he did. It could be it could be someone that, you know, uh, a lot of people maybe aren't expecting, you know, like it's it's I think it's a lot more exciting to talk about someone like maybe Tucker Carlson or, you know, like that's a lot a lot more fun. Uh, it yeah, could yeah. be, you know, a, 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 another individual that Trump trusts that perhaps, you know, he hasn't really, uh, you know, hasn't talked a lot about that person or highlighted that person uh, for good reason. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, who's who's his running mate going to be? Gosh, I don't know. It, 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 it could no. be a lot of different people. When, but when a when a when a Trump when when a presidential candidate is running, when is the right moment to 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 announce your running mate? When do you do that? How many a year before and or a few months? 
Well, that's that's interesting too because you know I was I was really kind of about to say that I'm not really even sure that the question in, in at the end of the day is going to be all that relevant, right? No, <laughs> don't have you know for for the optics, you know, for the right, smoke for the room. optics. Yeah, I mean, I, one would think that by now he would have uh, being the presidential front runner that he would have actually you know, revealed who his running mate was going to be, given that the election's eight months from now. That's so that's also kind of interesting. The last time it was Pence, and it, that was it was announced long before, you know, Pence, Trump, right. Pence. Right. Um, yeah. Do you think do you think JFK Jr. is is, is an option, or is he? Well, is that's kind of why I was sort of you know laughing to myself there. It's quite, it's, like, there's it's a lot of possibilities. You know, I said Tucker, I didn't go there with JFK Jr. Um, no, no. Quite I, I happen to think I happen to think he is alive. Um, I do not think that he is uh, 107, uh, but yeah, I no, do no, think no. I do think that he is alive. Um, there's been, uh, I think probably for me, the most compelling evidence of that was, uh, and I'm sure, I don't know if you saw this video, but it was a video of, uh, of RFK and, uh, he was doing an interview and he touched it. I remember that one. Right. And he had a big smile on his face and look, there, there's been a lot. That's one of many, many different things that have come along the way. Uh, I think that the thing with Juan Osavin, I've heard. Uh, and I'm not going to say where I've heard it from, but you know, from one of the individuals that I've had on my show who has sources. I don't have sources, but I get sometimes I get you know like uh, you know sloppy seconds from my, <laughs> from all of my uh, from my guests. They tell me certain things uh, that uh, that he that that John that John Jr. has has played Juan Osavin on a couple of different occasions and gone in in public places, and that's where a lot of this discussion really kind of started. And it also is tied into the reason that Juan O'Savin named his book The Kid by the Side of the Road to kind of, you know, to perpetuate this, right, this, uh, you know, this idea that, you know, that I don't want to say maybe that's not the right word, the way, way to say it, but to to put this idea, this information out there in the public consciousness that, yes, he, he actually is alive. Um, mm -hmm. If he is alive and I'm correct and not just me, but, you know. I don't know what your view on it is. Maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. But if, if those of us who think that he's alive are correct, I don't see that there's any way he wouldn't be Trump's running. Or, mm -hmm. or let's just say Trump's vice president. Yeah, I mean, it, it's if these people in the witness protection problem come forward, I mean, there's lots of individuals that have been named. Of course. That would really heal and and unite humanity, I think. I mean, oh, if Lady Di comes... It comes forward and and reveals what the queen and the whole royal family and royal true. families yeah, in in general have been doing, yeah, especially to the small people. Mm -hmm. uh, that would it it would be a shock, but it would be soothing at the same time. It would be healing people. Well, absolutely. I mean, you think about the laundry list of people that have that have come up in this conversation that are just really pillars of our culture, you know, like our popular culture was built around so many of these people. If it turns out that individuals like, well, Diana, I mean, is a special case because I've heard that she's actually married to Trump and that Barron is actually their child and that Melania is a stand-in. A lot of folks have talked about Melania as actually being lady, uh, as being Diana. I don't think that's the case. I think that she is, oh. from what I understand, she's, um, I, I think she's, uh, Romanian was she Romanian or She's Slo Slo Slovenian Slovenian but but royalty like you know basically from a very you know um from the Romanovs 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was the one. I'm, um, so I, I think that's that's who she is, and that mm -hmm. uh, that Diana uh, and Trump are actually married, and that and that uh, Baron is the product of that relationship. Now, true or false, I don't know. You know, like use your discernment, do your research, come to your own conclusions. But there's no way to prove these things at this point. Uh, but again, that's Diana. But I mean, you talk about all these other people like, you know, Elvis and, you know, I mean, there's been so many Michael people. Jackson, Michael Jackson. Some of them, Jackson. I think, right. Michael Jackson, Robin Williams, uh, yeah. you know, many, many different uh, individuals that are on this list that and, and interestingly enough, you know, we're talking about people that span many, many generations, not and, and it, even up to, you know, like younger generations, people like uh, I've even she, heard like, you know, like uh, rap artists like uh, Tupac Shakur was taken mm -hmm. out because he, you know, the last album that he made was called uh it was called kill it was killuminati it was illuminati <laughs> but with the ki on it and and yep. basically he was talking about the illuminati on that album um so i guess the point i'm making is is that i think a lot of these individuals were taken out they were they were taken out okay. of uh, you know society and put into witness protection yeah. for yeah. this specific reason so that all of these people who are going to just be dazed and confused and absolutely shocked, they're going to play a very important role in mm. helping people to understand the scope of this plan. Because, again, if it's, you think about it, if it's just the EBS and military generals and Trump are getting up and they're the ones who are just spouting out all the information, well, that may not go so well But if you for certain people. But if you bring back people that they trusted, People that they thought that were dead for years who said, no, actually, I've been alive all this time and we've been in a part of this grand military operation to root out this evil. Wow. I think I think a lot of people will have a heart attack as well. If you, if you see Michael Jackson appear or Prince or Avicii and Chris Cornell and Chester yeah, Bannington. Have you seen the TikTok then, videos? I mean, some of these people yeah. are pretty similar, you know. Isaac Cappy as well, and uh, the last the, the last song that uh, uh, Avicii and Chris Cornell and Chester Bannington made, that, that it was about child sex trafficking. And if we if we look back at 2016, 17, and 18, there were very a, a lot of artists, especially um, up to the end of the year, November, December, lots of uh, every day there were artists, well-known musical artists, dying. Yep. passing away i mean this is so absurd. and movie stars too you know uh yeah. paul walker yeah. you know after he went to yeah. haiti and he found out what was going on with the clintons and yeah. uh what's the guy anthony bourdain is another one yeah. there's a lot of them i mean you know i and i think it's it's pretty clear and at least in my mind i think it's pretty clear that these people um they knew what was going on and they had really no other choice either they were going to be taken into witness protection or they were going to be killed mm -hmm. uh and probably not just them their entire families everybody that they ever cared about uh and when you're in a situation like that and you've got military approaching you and saying we can protect you and we can protect your family and you, you know and all these things and lay it out and, and read these people in on the plan do i think that that's mm -hmm. all that far-fetched not at all no absolutely Next one, gold and silver, Pidget. Buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. Revaluation, GCR. Is it going to be? Uh, is it? Is it around the corner? Do you think? Yes. Yes, because I don't think I think we're running out of road. I think we're running out of real estate. Uh, I've done a lot of very detailed shows uh, along with Jim Willie, but also my own analysis talking about the 
you know, the, the treasury bond crisis that they're having right now. And that really mm -hmm. factors into our debt that we had talked about earlier. There's no way that they're going to be able to keep this going. I don't think for another year. And I think that, you know, as I was sort of suggesting earlier about the cabal and cutting off their financial resources and everything else uh, as being the real core of how you win this war. Um, mm. You know, I think that that's what we've been seeing all along. Strategically, the White Hats have been um, cutting off all of their resources and they've been kicking and screaming and doing everything that they can, pulling every hat out of the, uh, you know, every rabbit out of the hat that they can, you know, they, they can think of. Um white rabbits probably uh, but, but it's not going to really it's not going to work because there there comes a certain point in time where the whole system is just going to buckle and it's going to mm -hmm. collapse and i think that we're very very close to that now whether or not the system uh the, the market actually crashes and we see everything go down to zero and everybody lose soft, everything soft. or whether or not it's going to be an ebs and they're just going to simply like i was talking to um dave xrp and uh you know he was basically saying they're just going to shut the markets off Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and that's going to be the transition point into the QFS. But one way or another, uh, yeah, the, we're, we're, we're real close. We, I don't think that we can we can really sustain this this system. It's already crumbling under its own weight. And we see evidence of it everywhere. The banks are failing constantly and we're going to see more of it. Mark my words. It seems that way anyway. So we're facing a jubilee, do you think? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, you know, I, I'm not I'm not particularly well versed on the biblical angle there about the Jubilee. And, you know, like Juan O'Savin has talked about this in, in great detail. Uh, I can't really break it down in the same clarity or whatever, because I don't really study the Bible and I don't know as much about it, perhaps to be able to, you know, to point to dates and times. But, you know, my understanding is that we have, uh, you know, this is a Jubilee cycle where we're going to have, you know, uh, debt forgiveness. And I, I do think that there is going to be an element of that. But the close, the most closely guarded secrets in this war seem to be centered around the economic questions about the mm -hmm. quantum financial system, about Nasara, Jasara, what's going to happen. Um, but I think that it's pretty clear that this is, I always call it a fiat debt prison for a reason to remind everybody that it's all about debt. It's all, I mean, our debt is the means of our enslavement. And taxes. Uh, Taxes, right, exactly. So the taxes, I think, are going to go away. The income taxes are going to be abolished. I do believe that uh, we're going to see debt forgiveness. To what extent, I don't know. There's a lot of different uh, perspectives on that out there. Um, I'd like to believe that everybody's going to, you know, show up at redemp redemption centers and get all of their, you know, tax money back, and that everyone's going to be made whole after all, you know, all of this theft their entire lives. And I think there's a real possibility that that could happen. Um, but I'm also not, I, I wouldn't bet the farm on it is my point. You know what I mean? What, what we're seeing right now is we're seeing very clear indications. Like we talked about earlier, of you know, the major sell-offs happening and so forth. These are barometers that indicate that something major is coming and it's not a good thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you talked about gold and silver. I mean, you know, uh, right. historically <laughs> speaking, it's always a, a safe place to put your wealth. And, you know, I, I think, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I think that's where folks should probably be putting most of their resources right now, uh, especially given all of the uh, the gold backed movements that we're seeing going on all over the world. You know, asset backed gold backed currencies, the BRICS and so forth, um, knowing that we're going to eventually return. I mean, Trump just posted uh, it was like Article two, Section one of, uh, of the Constitution talking about the coinage of money. 
that, yep. I posted that on Telegram as well. And he's got the gold yep. sneakers all of a sudden, you know, it's like, I, I think we can kind of, you know, connect the dots here about where yep. we're headed. And, and you, you, you said U.S. debt clock is now called the freedom clock. Yeah. Do you think it's, do you think it's legit, this whole U.S. debt clock? Because I've heard it's a fake homepage. Well, it's certainly, uh, you know, I don't know who actually owns it and it's privately owned. That's clear. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. But uh, is it just somebody out there who's gaslighting everyone and and messing with everybody? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, Actually, as a matter of fact, uh, Dave XRP, who a lion who I mentioned a little while ago, I just recently became kind of uh, connected with him. I was aware of his work and so forth, but he's done uh, if you're interested in the topic, uh, he's done a whole bunch of decode videos Okay. Uh, very, very in-depth, detailed videos about the, uh, you know, like decoding all of these messages that we've been seeing appear on the, the debt clock, which is now the freedom clock. Uh, okay. And uh, so I, I think that there's something there. I think that you know, we're being it's just one of the many ways that the White Hats are delivering comms. Is it, is, has it got a different website now? This, or is it still use that clock? To my knowledge, it's the same website. I could be wrong, but uh, I haven't heard that it's changed, that, that the URL has changed. Okay, okay. So you believe in the Sarah Jassara Patriot? 100%. Absolutely. It's a long history. And, you know, I know we're trying to keep this kind of brief. We've been talking now for almost three hours, but um, I I won't, you know, I won't, I won't get into it, uh, really. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this, this goes back to, uh, you know, 2000. This was signed into law by Clinton. Um, Mm -hmm. Is this, you know, if it's not just simply a matter of me believing it, there's actual evidence and there's actual proof. Uh, of Nassara and Jassara, and there's certainly 9-11. There's a whole conversation to be had around uh, the the first attempt to implement Nassara led to 9-11. Uh, Bill Clinton mm-hmm. essentially was forced to, from my understanding, uh, I don't know if it was don't... actually at gunpoint, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, they, they, uh, they pretty much made him an offer he couldn't refuse sort of a thing. Um, and then we had 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, of course, uh, everything that, uh, that transpired since then that's brought us to this point. Yeah, but building yeah, seven, the missing 2.3 trillion the day before. That's right. Building All this gold seven. went missing. And I mean, I, you know, so do I think that we're going to look? The fact of the matter is, is that the existing system, it can't go on. That's that's the bottom line. It can't. So the question really becomes is it going to be CBDC? Is it going to be what they wanted? Is it going to be their their great reset? Or is it going to be Nasara and Jasara? And if you believe in the White Hats and you believe in the, ultimately everything that we've been talking about tonight, um, you know, I think there's uh, I think it's pretty clear the direction that we're headed in terms of the quantum financial system. There's a, again, I could go in a million different directions. Trump signed the quantum uh, initiative when he was in office. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, the. Uh, that law very interesting if you want you know if you want some uh some proof of, mm-hmm. of this is going on behind the scenes well go read that go look into the quantum initiative the quantum standards the uh all the different uh technologies that have emerged uh all the strange anomalies surrounding banks and bank accounts and debt forgiveness and people suddenly like you know uh, i've seen tons of videos where people have shown their their student loans wiped out their other debts have been wiped out and my understanding is, is that this has been kind of like they've been cherry picking and they've been kind of like, you know, testing the system, beta testing. But oh, this wow. is the greatest transition of wealth, I think, that we're in the history of the world. Uh, Jacob Rothschild alone was worth six hundred trillion dollars. So it's not as if this type of money doesn't exist. It's just it's 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 centralized to 
the elite, right? And I think that what we're going to have in what form it's going to take on all the details remains to be seen. But what we're going to have is we're going to have a massive, not not in the communist sense of redistribution of wealth, but in the sense of justice. You know that that uh, repatriation is probably a better word. And, and abundance uh, for everybody. Eh? Abundance. abundance. Yeah, we were born into a, a you know that's that's the greatest one of the greatest lies the cabal's ever told. You know, that God gave us everything that we need, everything that we're ever going to need. All of the resources are there. They're either on the earth or under the surface of the earth. But I mean, the, the reality is, is there's there's amounts of golden that we can't even fathom. I've heard that the Asian elders alone mm -hmm. had like, you know, 100 quadrillion tons. I mean, just just the amount of the amount of resources that actually exist, I think, is going to blow people's minds. And, and that's the amount of and the amount of gold is far larger than the amount of silver. So, right. Silver's silver silver's has to skyrocket and be at least worth as much as gold because silver is a pro, is, is a byproduct of, of, of de, uh, gold uh, uh, digging. Eh? Yes. So I, I think that uh, both gold and silver, I don't mm -hmm. know if silver is actually going to surpass gold in terms of its value. I, that I don't know, but... Both gold and silver I have always been a safe place, a safe harbor. And I think mm -hmm. that it's pretty obvious that as we're seeing, I mean, it's interesting because we saw that surge at Bitcoin you talked about after Trump came out and kind of signaled that, you know, oh, maybe that, you know, maybe Bitcoin's not such a bad thing after all. And then it went up to 66, 66 and then 66, boom, right? And then it crashed, you know, like Coinbase crash. And I'm now again. Well, you know, it's it's still, I think, over 60 grand for, for a Bitcoin right now. So we're not saying that, you know, uh, anything definitive has happened here. But I think there's a bit of a uh, kind of a red pill moment that's coming for a lot of people when it comes to uh, these cryptocurrencies. And I've also extended that to fiat currency as well. It's just, it's just as useless at the end of the day. It's just as uh, well, I shouldn't say useless, but it's 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 not backed by anything. I mean, you can no. use it to buy things, but it's not backed by anything. And so I think that that is, I think that that's a rude awakening. I think that it's coming for a lot of people, but yeah. uh, you know, gold and silver, very, very solid investments. I mean, certainly uh, you know, I'm not a financial advisor, but there's a reason that I support this whole notion of people getting out of uh, you know, getting out of the rigged stock market. Trump told us it was rigged. And again, we're seeing all of this evidence. I mean, even the biggest players in the world are getting out of the stock market. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's a great time to go in personally. And that was my I last question. Crazy, but you know, yeah, that's my last question, Peter, because we're gonna we're gonna give it a call now. Where can people find you, and where can people support you? Okay. Uh, well, thank you for having me on, Stephen. This is a really great conversation. Um, so you thank can you find me. On. You can find me uh, on Rumble, uh, on uh, Bitchute, on Podbean. If you're just audio only. Um, and uh, Odyssey, and I'm also on Telegram and True Social. I can send you the links to all of those. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I also, I do, I have PatriotUndergroundGold.com uh, and also PatriotUndergroundSilver.com, and it, those are my landing pages. will take you. So if you're out there, and I mean, your your audience, uh, I'm not sure, you know, they'd be able to take advantage of something like that because it's a U.S.-based company. But again, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't matter if you go through me or you go through anybody else. I mean, the point is, folks, is that, you know, if you've got your money tied up in the stock market, if you've got it, you know, invested yeah. in all of these very precarious things, 
uh, you might want to make those moves. Um, and you can also, there, there are a number of different ways you can support me. I have a locals community. You can become a member uh, for $5 a month. You can get first access. Do it. People do it because he has brilliant podcasts. He has brilliant guests thank as well. Well, thank Absolutely. you. I appreciate that. I, I, appreciate I don't it. miss, I don't miss one of them. I always watch your uh, podcasts, your coffee chats as well in the morning. And, uh, you do a terrific job, Pedro. You're one of my favorites, anyway. Well, thank you, sir. I I appreciate that. I really do, and I, I I'm honored to uh, to be on your platform. And like I said, to speak to you to your audience, you have a pretty substantial following on on Telegram as well. So kudos to you. You're doing something right too. And this is this is great. This is why we, you know, all of us patriots, we have to come together, continue this conversation, and you know. Um, and really keep our keep our spirits high. I think that's probably the message I would want to leave everybody with today. I know there's a lot of cynicism out there. There's a lot of fear, doubt, and insecurity. But like mm -hmm. I said in the beginning of the show tonight, this is God's plan. And God is faithful. And Jesus told us to fear not. And at the end of the day, evil is not going to triumph over good. And what form it takes on, we don't know. We've talked about that tonight. A lot of it's speculation. But... There's one thing that we know for sure is that we were not we are not going to be forsaken. There's a reason that we were put here. There's a reason we chose to be here. There's a reason that we fought on all this all this time. It hasn't been without its sacrifices. It hasn't been without its pain and suffering. But we've also had a lot of victories along the way, too. And I think people need to remember that as we get into this. Really, what I what I see is to 2024 is the, is the final year. It's the climactic battle. It's going to be the year that. Our answers our questions. It's going to confirm. It's either going to confirm or deny. But one way or another, we're going to get clarity. We're going to get truth. And we're going to get to justice. Hopefully through all the means that we've discussed tonight. But one way or another, I can assure you, we're not giving up on this fight, no matter what form it takes. Thank you very much, brother, for this great interview. It's been a real pleasure. And time flies, or oh, time funs when you're having flies, eh? <laughs> well, I don't know, man. It's it's crazy to me because we've been on the we've been on for almost three hours, and it doesn't seem like it. But uh, wow, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's 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 gone by quickly. But uh, well, so the audience will probably have to maybe take this one <laughs> take this one in, in segments. But that's okay. It was a good conversation, and I, I love you, brother. Thank you for having me on. Patriot, thank you very much. I wish you a, a terrific weekend and take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.